If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's next. Blubbity Blah. The Blubbity Blah. Sending out good vibes. They try to, um, uh, it's like ego. They try and drive your ego down and ground you more. I don't know. But anyways, I had a terrifying dream that a Sasquatch was dragging me through the top of my sleeping bag out of the trailer. Okay, guys. Welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with Ashley Veenstra a little bit later about her adventures with Bigfoot out here in the Calgary and British Columbia Mountains. Uh, yeah, some close encounters of the, what, what's it, does Bigfoot have like a kind rating like, uh, E.T. does? Is it the fifth kind? Like fourth C-E-5? kind? C.E. Well, yeah, it's almost C.E. 5. Like, I'd like to call her the Sasquatch Whisperer, really, because she you? was out there leaving them little things and they were kind of roaming around her. It's an interesting episode. And well, I've, well, Remember the time they were like taking certain things yeah. from her and then she'd go back and. If she's the Sasquatch Whisperer, then I think we'll make. You Graham the Wonton Whisperer Dunlop. <laughs> I mean, I gotta quit those wontons. I don't think there's anybody on the planet that has wontons for breakfast as often as you do. It's only a couple times a week. Like five? No, no, a couple times. They smell so good, though. That's the thing is, I like <laughs> oh, smell. I smell the smell come wafting down the hall because like you're dipping them in that sauce. It just smells. I gotta, great. I gotta stop. You can't it, be though. eating those for breakfast. I, you know, I gotta stop the weed again. The wheat and the sugar. sounds like you said weed. You better. Wheat, wheat, yeah. <laughs> I went out last night for Friday nights. Usually I go out night yeah. for dinner. I usually go out by myself. I like yeah. to go out by myself for an early dinner on Friday nights. Um, with a book or with my phone. And I always, whenever I go for Vietnamese, I get the fucking wontons. Because I love them. They're great. But I skipped them last night. I was just, I was like, I've been giving grandma a hard time for those wontons. Can't order the wontons. <laughs> I did have the spring rolls, though, but they're gluten-free. The gluten-free spring rolls aren't quite as good, no, but they're still okay. Yeah. They get the job done. Thinking about going carnivore for a couple of weeks. That's interesting you say that. I think Jason's pretty much there. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm going to meet Jason for lunch after this, and he was like, I need someplace I'd even have steak or salad. For lunch, it's like... <laughs> or sorry, dinner. Dinner, yeah. Sounds more keto to me, then, if he's having Yeah, salad. it could be keto. Yeah. I think he's just yeah. off the carbs. Yeah. I'm pretty well. I definitely not having any cards for dinner. I had an eggs Benedict for breakfast. Nice. So that's another thing that's all cheap for is an eggs yeah. Benedict. Yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Anyway, what's new? How you been? We got good. a bunch of mail to open here. Yeah, we got we got physical mail. We got some emails. We got uh listener feedback. A lot of a lot of some good feedback about the recovery book that we read. Oh, the did audio you? book there, yeah. I actually got a couple things on that too. A couple people said that really came in. At a, at a good time. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's helping a lot of people. Some people said they've listened to it a few times, got some feedback on Instagram about it, and got an email about it as well. I could read that. or Sure, yeah. Know. I've been behind on Song of the Immortal Beloved, the whole studio upgrading from Studio <clears throat> One Three to Studio One Four and shelling out the 250 or 300 bucks that came with that. 
set back that whole process. Well, For the life of me, I still can't find the fucking insert a chapter button. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm still... Wow. That's... So I'm using state-of-the-art $300 software. And you brand can, new, and top it, line. And, it, and, the, and it's change-free old need, revision I still the, need to the point where you can't... Yeah. To write down where all the chapter oh, marks are great. right now because... On, and what happens is I get it and I'm like, okay, I'm figuring it out now. So this is a problem. It's not like I just tried it one time for a while and I'm done. That's not how Darren operates. I do so many, write them down, write them down. That's like, okay, time to figure this out. And I go around, I can't find it. And as I look and I can't find it, I'm, and by now I'm just looking in the same spots over and over again and I'm just super frustrated. I'm super frustrated with the whole process. I'm not super looking forward to editing the podcast again because I got to go into studio on for tonight or tomorrow morning. So, oh, well, that's uh, while we're on that topic, I actually, I think I'm going to email them and just find out once and for all. For, the support will be that good. You can actually email back and forth for 400 or th- for 300 be, fucking yeah. dollars. It better be. Yeah. 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 So speaking of that, so I, this is a book. Darren's talking about that book, uh, Song by of the way, Immortal Beloved. By, don't feel by too Eric, sorry for us. Eric P. Antoni. I had been doing a workaround for a couple of years. Yeah. Don't feel yeah. too sorry for me. Yeah. Anyways, uh, on that Arma. topic, I got an email from Eric too, because we are doing that, That's this audio book from him. It's but uh, Yeah, probably. Yep. Fuck. It'll, it'll get better. That's right. Anyways, he sent... Uh, an email and he says, uh, just a quick update. Uh, <clears throat> People can download the Kindle of Song of the Immortal Beloved for free starting uh, for four days starting today. So what day it's, is today? it's uh, today, like Saturday. So today, Saturday, so November 9th. Sunday. So you guys got till Tuesday. Yeah. So I'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, of course, he was asking about the audiobook. That'll be ready soon. We're going to do a couple more it. as well. Tuesday, November 12th. Get that yeah, shit. This is a big book. It. Like it's a 800 page book. It's pretty fascinating about spirituality. I'm like 13 or 14 hours through editing it. Yeah, that's good. Just need one more good sitting. And then I got to figure out how to add all the chapters, but I'll have it ready right away. Okay. And then you're going to start reading F word this weekend. You're going to fly through that compared to. Uh, I think it's called understanding the F word, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'll have some black budget action there. Uh, okay, so let's hear your email. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that email about the... Uh, Should on, I play a jingle? Uh, nah. Hey, Graham. I got to say to you and Darren a big thank you. I greatly appreciated your reading of the book I heard today because I have not heard of this community yet. I'm 42 now, been using heroin since 19 years old. Done small bits of time in jail, overdosed several times, had a heart attack on shrooms, and used almost every other drug I could find for the duration of this time as well. Now I'm a single father with three young kids and a mother that is on a never-ending ice bender. Crack, I guess, he says. I've got myself clear of hard drugs now and just have a drink, a couple of my homebrew beers daily and smoke a small joint most nights when the kids are in bed. I've done NA and AA for a decade or more and rehab five, six times. I studied Buddhism in my younger years a bit, but always throughout using. Anyway, I'm not sure. You don't need to hear all this. I just got to say how grateful I am for you guys all around, not just this podcast episode, but all of them. I'm entirely isolated in my small town. 
my small conservative farming community, and I have no place in any social circles here. Grow America, Snake Bros, and a few other podcasts are the only thing I have in my life that I feel connected to. And these podcasts have kept my life together for almost two years now. So I thank you for this beyond words I can describe. This reading has now opened me to a new online community, and I can't say at this point that it's something I'm going to be a part of, but I can say I'm going to take the time to give it a try. You guys are awesome, and the internet and this new media platform that it has brought to isolated people is a godsend. It's just a pity it's so slow for people to get involved in. No one else I know listens to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get in the chats, man. Yeah, get in the chats. America.ca yeah. slash chats. You you will find you will find friends in the chat. Yeah. I promise you yeah. that. Anyway, I got too many kids around. I'm probably losing the point of what I want to say, but thanks. I got the main stuff down. Cheers, guys. Again, much appreciated. Happy to keep donating forever at this point. Thanks. So the other thing is uh that's super I should humble. put a I should put a recovery thing. Do we have one in the chats? A little channel in the chats for like recovery talk? No, you should. I should probably. We should probably. Ryan. 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 We need a recovery uh, channel. People are gonna get upset because there's so many channels. Recovery talk, maybe. Or? You got a problem with the amount of channels? I don't know. <laughs> I will make a complaint channel. Yeah, but I'm never gonna go in there and read the complaints. <laughs> so. Half the time, I change my name so people don't know who I am. I oh, is that you around. doing that? Yeah, I'm I always changing these. my name because I get a different reaction. I like to go undercover. You can't. That's not fair because you don't like it when other people do that. I don't mind if they change your name as long as they have an avatar. As long as they have, an avatar, have, an, avatar. have an avatar. And doesn't you know, have to be your. You know who doesn't have an avatar? Any, right? A fucking bot doesn't have an avatar. Sure, some bots do too these days. Oof. They have the hot chick avatar. Don't usually. get me started. The bots. I think we got a pretty bot-free community there. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we're super stoked that uh, you like the book. Yeah, hey, we're we're happy. We're yeah, it's super humbling to hear we have that kind of effect on people with our lazy ramblings here. Hope you enjoy the show. We hope you enjoy the chats. We thank you for your money. slash support for those of you who aren't supporting the show. We have been through a little bit of a little stilt in support here lately. Um, you know, as we're transitioning into winter. Uh, seeing some support drop off. I don't know what the reason for it is. Maybe the value of the show is not up these days. I feel like the value is up there. and Maybe we're just forgetting to remind you guys. So I'm going to take the blame here and say that I haven't done a good enough job of reminding you guys that we need you to support the show so we can keep creating this valuable asset for you guys. If you guys are finding the podcast valuable, head slash support. Sign up for a monthly today. I don't care if it's a buck a month, but it's time to sign up because, uh, we need some support. That's uh, the energy exchange that keeps the show flowing. Or a one-time donation. That's good, too. Oh, yep. yep. Whatever. Or, or actually, like we've got here in the studio. We're going to get to that in a sec. Should I go? I wanted to play the voicemails over Okay, sure. Let's do that. Yeah. I think we have uh, a couple of voicemails here. Hopefully, they're okay because we haven't listened to them yet. We haven't pre-listened to them. So, this is kind of just doing it live and raw. Yeah, here we go. You can call that number, 403-702-6083, or you can text, actually, too. Oh, how I wish I could join you guys in Bryce Canyon next uh, April. I jumped at the chance to get that last spot, and then my group music leader how did we start it? sprung this tour on me, so I have to go do this job. 
boy, I love my job, but I would love to be with you guys. One, I think. Uh, watching the night sky in the place of my job. No. Boy, I love my job, but I would love to be with you. Hi, Darren. Hi, Graham. Got it. This is Bryce calling from Toronto. Hey, Bryce. Oh, how I wish I could join you guys in Bryce Canyon next uh, April. I jumped at the chance to get that last spot, and then my group music leader sprung this tour on me, so I have to go do this job. Boy, I love my job, but I would love to be with you guys. Uh, watching the night sky in the place of my birth name. <laughs> End of message. To erase this message, press 7. Message erased. Next message. Hello, it's Bryce again. Luckily, <laughs> got cut off. Good thing I tried three times to get through to you. Uh, I'm going to see you guys in Bryce Canyon. I hope you have a great time. I was conceived there in 1980, sometime in August, uh, in a top top of a Volkswagen camper van, a cream-colored van that my folks have rented uh, to do a road trip in the United States. That's what I, I was conceived. Duty calls. Uh, my work as a chamber musician uh, throughout Canada continues. So I hope you guys have a great time and see and do some amazing things. I've been practicing some Wim Hof breathing, and uh, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, what else? I miss you guys. I miss Alberta. Uh, I hope we get to meet someday. Take care of yourself and uh, safe travels up there. I've been meditating with some crystals. It's working. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Bryce. Message erased. Thanks, Bryce. End yeah. of oh, unheard messages. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Oh, man, we should get into the, that contact at the cabin then. It's in uh, Bryce Canyon. When in April? April, April 16th to 19th. 16th, 19th. Yeah, people are starting to make travel plans. Things are starting to buzz. A bunch of us are going to show up in Vegas. Maybe nighttime. Maybe next time, Bryce. You can join us. Yeah, I, well, yeah. If you're, if you're Calgary, well, I want too, Bryce like. to be an annual event. Yeah, I think. Oh, and, I don't know about that. We got a, too many other ones we got to do. We got to do contact at the castle too. Oh yeah, yeah. But Bryce is a nice little weekend. It could be a nice little thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eventually we don't have to keep going to. We could take turns or something. Yeah. But it's a nice little. It's an easy little weekend down in the stars. So, and I think that'd be good for the soul, man, to do that to see those stars. Just don't get stuck in Vegas. No, getting stuck in Vegas ain't a problem for me, man. I'm not drinking in Vegas. Good. No chance. I'm going to buy a big old joint, smoke it on the strip, and maybe go see a show. Good. I would like to see, because there's a bunch of us now talking about maybe showing up a day early in Vegas. Oh, be, see, I knew that was going to happen. It'd be cool, trouble. But That's none of trouble. us are drinkers. No, it's like me okay. and Brandon. No All one right. Okay, good. We're just thinking about getting maybe a nice hotel room, and yeah. eating some edibles, and taking some pictures in a nice hotel room, and get out the next morning and go. Okay, that's good. I've just had problems in Vegas. I've no, I'd imagine you've had all sorts of I've trouble in Vegas. I've missed my flight twice, so. That's, uh, no, I did the ultimate sniff test on alcohol this weekend, and I was not interested. I was there for a work trip once, and my buddy had to pack for me, and I was there for a hockey trip once, and my buddy had to yeah. pack for me. It wasn't my, always my fault. One time I was caught. My, it, my buddies were packing for me in Phoenix. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's going to be a great little time. I think there's... One eight twenty five spot left, and there might be a private room left. I haven't decided yet. Cool. I might still take that private room. I'm really humming and hawing about it. Uh, I probably won't decide for another month. Or so, but anyway, so there's one spot left. Uh, I haven't really been mentioning it just because I was just in case. I mean, Bryce was kicking tires. There was like four or five people kicking tires on it, but everyone has sort of stopped kicking tires. So 
There's one spot left at 825. Of course, that's food, transport, everything. Check out contactatthecabin.com. All the details are there. Get signed up. Of course, keep your eye on contactatthecabin.com because something tells me the next Randall event is going to get announced soon. Uh, so keep your eye on that. And then uh, after that, I guess we're off to the castle. So UK people, uh, let us know where, like, what do you, uh, what, what do we need from the UK crowd before we I do got, this? I mean, we'll get Fenton in, obviously. I got, I got an email from Shannon. Hancock. Hey, my favorite podcast humans, another cack that I can't get to. It's not okay. You'd sell out in the UK. Hashtag cack UK. Come on. You know, it can, you know, it has to happen. Love you. Kind regards. Yeah, it has to happen. I agree. But next year, it can't happen next year. Maybe 2021. It's got to be 2021. Yeah. And we should probably do it in the summer because we should you know, do I don't want to be summer. driving around in the rain and stuff. But And the thing about that is I need to formulate something about around it too because I don't want to just go to the UK for three or four days. If I go to the UK, I want to see Scotland and Ireland too, I think. You know, yeah. like I need a couple weeks. No, well, or how long do I need? Well, Every time I say it's small, you get all mad. Everyone gets all mad when I say the UK is tiny. I can see it. In it afternoon. still takes a while to travel around. Man. You like can't three just, days. It's all the roads are windy. How long? I mean, because the roads are windy. <laughs> yeah, how tiny, long? They're tiny. How long do I need? UK people, tell me how long I need. Well, in the it UK. depends on how much you want to do. I mean, if you want to see Ireland, Scotland, and England, you need two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, that could work. I think I'd yeah. want to take the kids on that. Yeah. I you need two weeks. Yeah. But I also don't think you need to see all those. You could do like a week and just do England and Scotland and forget Ireland. Ireland's so green though. So is Scotland. Green's my favorite yeah. color. Yeah. I okay. got to go to Ireland. There's no way I'm going all the way there. And I'll, I'll see what the flights are like. Yeah. Might be better to just, it might actually work out cheaper to fly to Ireland for a weekend sometime. Yeah, Maybe. Well, yeah, I don't think you want to do that. It's like nine hours, so. Is it nine or seven? Well, eight maybe. Oh, maybe we could just fly in for a Saturday meetup. And oh, back. Let's crazy. do a meetup at the closest little pub to the airport. Uh, get some fish and chips. Get a hat. All right, let's move on. Uh, I'm going to play the jingle. We'll get into the mail. Okay. This is probably the biggest haul we've had at the P.O. Box since we got it. Yeah, it's been pretty good, yeah. Um... Get out a pen and paper and write this down. Or a pencil. Why don't you send some physical mail to the Grimerica Show? At P.O. Box 16033. Next line. Uh-huh. 100-815, comma, 17th Avenue, SW. Next line. Uh-huh. Calgary, Alberta. Next line. Uh-huh. Canada. Next line. Uh-huh. T2T, space, 5H7. That's the P.O. Box. Why don't you send Darren some dirty socks? Because he's got a dirty sock fetish. Huh? Why don't you send Graham some gold bullying? Because he's got a gold bullying fetish. <laughs> so here we go. This, this come all the way from Scotland. So he must have went to a real effort to get the uh, Canadian cash. Oh, he got, yeah. So this is a book with some. I wish you would have thrown in a pound, though. I've never seen a pound. An English pound? Really? No. Yeah. Do you have any? I might, yeah. You bring me one? Sure, I'll look. And a shilling? I don't know. Or a what's shilling. a pence? That's a penny. Like, like a oh, tiny what's a shilling? I don't know what a shilling is. What's under a, Isn't there something underneath the pound? Maybe that's a shilling. I don't know. Anyway, dear Darren and Graham, greetings all the way from rainy Scotland. 
I thought I'd take a minute to write this letter. It says minute. Do they say it? Do they do? I'm not going to nitpick. I thought I'd take a minute to write this letter to you both and say thank you for providing such a fantastic podcast every week. I spend most of working I spend most of working week driving around the city for hours on end. I usually dread going into work, but whenever I'm there and can plug myself into your show, it makes those long weeks go by so much easier and fills those hard days with so with more good vibes. I've been listening for a few months now and I'm loving going back to the start and listening my way through all the old shows in your back catalog. Man, I used to swear a lot back then. Warning. I also really appreciate the perspective I get in my own life from listening to your other show, 13 Questions. So I wanted to send you a small token of gratitude to say thank you for everything you lads do. May it further the Grimerican cause. I hope I can email you guys in the near future with some cool synchro stories to share or even to drop another book your way. Thanks again for all the great content. Kind regards, John. If it's in brackets, does that mean don't read the last name? I'm not sure. I'll just leave it at John. John H. P.S. I've had this book a while and thought you might find it as interesting as I did. And we got a nice postcard here to hang on our wall. Edinburgh of Edinburgh Castle. Uh, You've probably been there. Yeah, beautiful place. Unbelievable. And the book is The Cosmic Serpent, DNA and the Origins of Knowledge, which would fit in great with the Snake Bros. Got some, uh, some, some funny money, Canadian funny money here, some purple and green, purple and green. You know, that $10 bill was voted the prettiest on the planet. <laughs> I gave a $10 bill to each of our, our serpent brothers down in Texas. Said, you hang on to that prettiest money in the world. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this looks like a great book. I have to add it when to my stack. When was it uh, written? Do you know? Uh, well, let's see. Every time we get a interesting book now i want to just automatically have the author on to talk about it well 1995 wow published in 1995 it's probably written in around there well, thank you very much john we appreciate that 100 percent. keep that for the ccam bill this month what you got here PNWM services. I don't know what that means. Hopefully it's not a. Oh, well, maybe, uh, is it to the Grimerica show? Says, maybe it's something personal. That, that says to the Grimerica show. Okay. You order personal things under the show box? Yeah, under the PO box sometimes. Oh, yeah, I get that. You, you must be just using the show when you order stuff off the dark web, like nipple clips. And- no, I, <laughs> I don't order stuff off the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> just right off Amazon, right? Yeah. Oh, I know what this. Oh, what great timing. I know. Exa- Whoa. You know what that is? I wasn't expecting that. Little care package for Darren? Yeah. Wow. Oh, this must be for upcoming guests there. Yes. I can't believe it oh came here already. Oh, my God. It's a bunch of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a new business delivering mushrooms. We're gonna have him on uh, on for an intro. Actually, he's coming on this week, I think. So I have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Wow, this does give me a little penis envy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? It's called penis yeah, envy. Yeah. Yep. So that's got to be like a. It doesn't give me penis envy. A sink. <laughs> Not above a good dick joke. <laughs> Never have been. Wow, that's a pretty looking mushroom. 
That's a one like giant mushroom. Yeah, what, be a quarter. How, uh, it's at least a quarter. I wonder if the head's better than the stem. The head is definitely better than the stem. Yeah. Contrary to what Michael contrary, says. Contrary to what the Truffaut show <laughs> might try and might try and tell you. Uh, we have some Champignon Magique, vanilla bergamot tea. I probably shouldn't drink any of that unless I'm planning on tripping out. I'm assuming. Yep. We got some multi-mush microdose capsules. Oh, you open it already? What's well, a capsule? I want to take a look. Oh, look. Oh, that's a good idea. Wow. All measured out. Little capsules. And then these ones are the Stamets Plus. Wow. Fantastic. So, yeah, I think we're going to end up having uh, him on for a little intro coming up actually on Wednesday. Right on. What's better, his name again? Better schedule that. I'll dig it up. Gotta say thank you because there is, well, I guess the name of it's PNWM Services. I'll leave it at that. Maybe we shouldn't say his name. Don't say his name. Okay. I take a picture of this mushroom. We don't have to do it now. Why not? Well, okay. it's, it's Champion, Champignon Magique. This is a great care package. It's going to be uh, hard. West Coast East. What? West Coast eShop. EA Shop. Tea Shop. West Coast Tea Shop.com. Desk nameplate. Quantity two. Darren's like, it's like Christmas for Darren in the studio today. But needing a good desk nameplate. Another care package Another for Another care package. Jeez, what's going on? Thank you very much. What's that one called? Arbor Week Chip Samples. Chips? It's dirty socks. Dirty socks. Leave it at dirty socks. Thank Darren's you very much. Darren's got a dirty sock fetish. I have a dirty sock fetish. Thank you very much. You know who you are. I know who you are, and I love you for it. Uh, all right. What else you got? I got a couple quotes here. What a great care package day. Yeah. Fantastic. You want to... Uh... Quotes? Yeah, you want to do the jingle? or? Yeah, yeah. It's like your favorite jingle. Oh, should... All right, all right, all right. You ready? Yeah. It's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of the week. Can you guess the human who spoke it or wrote it down? So this is from uh, the Instagram account, The Odd Man Out. <clears throat> We're going to have him on the show, I think, eventually here. Not sure exactly when. Ready? To yep. be effective, propaganda must be must constantly short circuit all thought and decision. It must operate on the individual at the level of the unconscious. He must not know that he is being shaped by outside forces, but some central core in him must be reached in order to release the mechanism in the unconscious which will provide the appropriate and expected action. That was from Jacques Allel. Propaganda, the formation of men's attitudes. And he's got a second quote here. 
What is needed then is continuous agitation produced artificially, even when nothing in the events of the day justifies or arouses excitement. Therefore, continuing propaganda must slowly create a climate first and then prevent the individual from noticing a particular propaganda operation in contrast to ordinary daily events. Contrast to? Yeah. I got another funny one here too. Are those quotes by people or is he making those up? No, he's got, the, he, it's just from his account. It's, oh. it's from that Jacques uh, Ellul uh, propaganda book. Here's another one. Breitbart didn't die of a heart attack. Seth Rich didn't die for an attempted robbery. Michael Hastings didn't die because of a car crash. State Senator Schaefer didn't kill herself. Epstein didn't kill himself. And the elite, for the most part, are not eating pizza and hot dogs. There you have it. <laughs> what else you got? Oh, I got some uh, more emails, or do you want to get into, I got a whole bunch of, uh, like, I want to get into that global warming stuff, but maybe we'll do that next episode. Kind of got, like, a three-parter on that. We could probably do that next week. Okay. Well, actually, we do have that other intro next week. Hmm. What intro? With uh, Two intro. the mushroom guy. That's right. Yeah. So it's up to you. I, well, can, read a, I can read a synchronicity right. here. What do you want to do? You want to do global warming or synchros? I'll read the synchro here. All right. I do enjoy a good global warming rant. Don't get me wrong. You guys have been ranting a lot of work lately about your global warming. It's cold as a motherfucker, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> That's weather. But, uh, all right, let's go with the original synchronicity jingle. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone and don't believe it yet. At the end. Darren and Graham, first off, thank you so much for what you do, for keeping your mind and door wide open to any information or interviews for the betterment of all. I wanted to send a quick note about seeing Neil deGrasse Tyson speak live a couple weeks ago, plus three synchronicities related to Grimerica. My partner bought us tickets to see Neil deGrasse Tyson for my birthday. I didn't want to hurt his feelings by telling him I think Tyson is a shill. So I went to the talk with a smile on my face. The talk was about halfway through when my partner leaned over and said he thought the topics he chose to cover seemed pretty strange. First, Tyson talked about why God isn't real and how all religions can be debunked by science. Second, he spoke about why UFOs aren't real. He said if the object is unidentified, then how could it be alien? Third, he laughed off Bigfoot sightings and used scientific thinking to prove his point and ended the Bigfoot topic with, your efforts would be better spent in search of useful evidence than trying to convince people of something you think is true in absence of it. But then the cherry on top was when he spent the longest amount of time, 20 minutes out of the 60 minutes he spoke for, talking about 9-11. Ah! <laughs> of which I filmed in its entirety. By that point, I was so puzzled by his topics of choice and thought it seemed super strange that he would cover 9-11. I didn't want to miss the opportunity to record it. 
He spoke about his vantage point of the towers. He displayed a few photos he supposedly took that day, which somehow looked perfect, even though they were blown up to fit a monster-sized screen and would now be 18 years old, but perhaps he had a professional camera. (laughs) Everything he said felt eerily strategized. His mission was probably to keep all the good little Democrats in their box. All in all, he is entertaining, but in a douchebag kind of way. Let me know if you want me to send you his 20-minute 9-11 lie. I mean, talk. <laughs> yes, I would love to see that. I got it. I got it already. Perfect. I haven't watched it yet. A few synchronicities. Right now, as I'm literally writing this email and listening to episode number 108 with Crow 777, he just mentioned Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Crow 888 was 107. Oh, yeah, 108 was not. Well, I'm glad he wasn't 108. Continue. Second synchro, last week I was searching for the original Owl episode, and right when I finally found it, my daughter, she's four, came up and asked me if we could read her Owl book. And the third synchro, every day at my job, I get the Jules, the Gary Jules song, Mad World, stuck in my head. And yesterday, while I was cleaning my house and listening to Grimerica, I was asking my guides to send me a sign that my job is the right place for me right now. And then Mad World started playing on the episode I was listening to. My guides have spoken. Love you both. Thank you again for all your hard work. With gratitude, your loyal listener, Elizabeth. 6.42, what? 6.42, 7.42. What an awesome, what an awesome. I, we I think talking, Elizabeth is in the chats. Yeah. Someone named Elizabeth came in the chats and then they scared her off. Yeah, it's, it's a bit, it could be a bit intimidating sometimes. Yeah, you just gotta, the best is just show up Linger around. Linger. Shut up. Don't say anything. Don't engage. Lurk around for a bit. Yeah, they're gonna, no, you can engage. They're going to try and get want, you to engage. If you're up for it, fine. But they won't stop. So, you know. You can't keep up with it. Like, you there's no way up. that you can keep up with it. So you just got to go. You just got to go. Every once in a while, just check in. You think people go back? Go back. I go back through sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, all oh, the way yeah. to the last thing you missed. Sometimes there's 10,000 messages a day. I grab memes and stuff that they've been creating for me some pretty funny ones in there. There's some, <laughs> there's some pretty good memes in there. There's some good cat memes in there the other uh, day. Ryan is a meme master. Yeah. And that dump he did in the meme channel the other day, I think he well, dumped I asked 100 him for memes Because I wanted them for Instagram, so I cherry-picked some of those. Everyone's I figured, asking. I figured I should just put the our listeners' memes onto Instagram, really. I don't want to re-meme, like repost other people's, but mm-hmm. if we make them up. Yeah, everyone wants a sequel to the Mushroom episode. Would be a threequel? Well, I don't know if I'm up to it. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Trying to record in a state like that. And Graham's given up on us. Yeah, I don't want to chaperone that stuff anymore. Yeah. Too much for him. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. We'll see what happens. Okay. I'll save all that other stuff, I guess. I mean, I could do it now, but. You want to do it now? or the... Sure, I could do it now. All right. Okay. So. Is this global this warming? Is, this is. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I, you know, I got to share some, some of why, why I'm skeptical of this whole, this whole fiasco. We know why you're skeptical. Well, <laughs> these are new reasons why. More skeptical than before. He's growing ever more skeptical. Well, have you heard, did you see that 11,000? I mean, I wanted to talk about the 11,000 scientists. Did you hear about that? The 11,000 uh, Yes, scientists. I did with Mickey Mouse and the Dumbledore yeah, Mickey guy Mouse and Dumbledore on the list. Like... So they put out this, all the headlines and all the mainstream media that 11,000 scientists believe that like we're heading towards catastrophe. Like I can't remember what the exact terms are. 
you know, because of global warming and because of yeah. us. And there's like, I saw, you know, a media company go through the whole list or not the, all the Canadian ones. There's, there's a lot of non-scientists in there. Mm-hmm. Like what, what are they doing? Putting something out that's so easily debunkable. And then you go through and the guy at work found Dumbledore and Mickey Mouse on the list. Like, what are they doing? Why? It feels like a, a big troll to me. Like here, we're going to put out this headline and you can easily go in and debunk it. It's think, garbage. Like, why any, do you think we don't any, trust this whole thing? Is there any chance it's like a reverse? That's what I'm saying. This info. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it somebody on against global warming putting it out because it's so ridiculous? But why would the all the headlines grab it? Like, and it's just anybody could sign up to the thing and say, "Hey, people signed in Mickey Mouse, yeah, and Dumbledore." Like, what the? F- I wonder what other names are on there. Has anyone gonna done a full breakdown of the eleven? Well, it's gone. Names? It's gone now. Is it? I think they re had to re added it or something. How many, the, how many uh, names are they down to then? I don't know. I don't know where it's at right now. I just you know, it's just this is why they lose credibility. Mm-hmm. I agree. Credibility shot. As far as I'm concerned, it's all fake. The only one with any credibility anymore is Grand America. And anyways, I want to also no agenda maybe cruise a mistake a little bit. I also want to go Tripoli. <clears throat> There was an article as well talking oh, about Greta and, and the, and the, uh, we're not going to pile on Greta. Are we should just the a little Trudeau foundation. Kid. Okay. Just get this. Okay. Right. Okay. This is another reason why we're skeptical. Greta's press agent as of May, 2019, Daniel Donner. He works for the office of the European climate foundation, which is founded by John H. McCall McBain. Names sound familiar. John H. McCall McBain was the Trudeau Foundation's chair of the board. So this is the Trudeau Foundation, right? But there's more. Remember the fiasco over the $928,000 donation to the Trudeau Foundation? That was the McCall McBain Foundation. The one Greta's press agent works out of. The Trudeau Foundation attracted no foreign donations from from 2008 to 2013. About 53,000 in 2014, 428 in 2015, 535 in 2016. According to the charity, the Switzerland-based McCall McBain Foundation has been responsible for the majority of the increase in foreign donations. McBain, a Canadian businessman, is the founder of McCall McBain Foundation and chairman of the Trudeau Foundation. McBain is the 75th richest person in Canada as a net worth of $1.37 billion, according to this Canadian business magazine. So the people who are funding Greta's interference with our economy and election are the same people who donate more money than anyone to the Trudeau Foundation. We need a Trudeau Foundation. Do you understand <laughs> the massive push behind all the climate activism? Activism. Activism during the election now? This is 100% foreign-funded third-party election interference. Because, you know, the, the timing was pretty suspect with Greta being over in Alberta right before the election. Yeah. Not that that really made a difference. I don't think it Not made a difference. Year. I mean, I don't even know if you would consider that, you know, interference in the election. But I'm thinking this, this charity problem, this foundation problem is way bigger than we thought. I mean, we've talked about it on and off for, the year, uh, for years, but I think this is really where money, our tax money, can go. And get funneled back to politicians through other donations. Like I think it's just this roundabout thing where they go to foreign these 
you know, NGOs and these foreign foundations. And then it comes back pay for play type stuff like the Clinton foundation and these guys. And, Oh, we got to have somebody on that can like deconstruct that a little bit more for us. All right. And I got one Set more. I got one more thing. This is one like, more uh, thing. Yeah. Anyway, this I just feel bad for Greta. She's just a little kid getting programmed. I don't think, you know, I just, all this is not going to end well for poor Greta. I don't think all the attention and the ocean voyages and the, well, especially when we slip into the ice age, which is common. Like, how's she going to feel like later that, on when it gets cold? All that aside, I just don't. When it think, keeps getting colder, I don't think it's a good to throw a twelve-year-old that kind of limelight. She's she sixteen, Darren. Is she? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't look like she's having a good time to me. She doesn't look like she's having a good time. I I just I hope I know I feel totally sorry for her. Yeah. I really do. I don't think it's going to end well for Greta. No. I hope I'm wrong. So here, this is what I've been wanting to talk to you about uh, for a while. Talk to me? Yeah. 1966. I wasn't born yet. Oil gone in 10 years. 1967. Dire famine forecast by 1975. How many of these predictions came true? Zero. Headline predictions, probably. 1968. Overpopulation will spread worldwide. You remember when that population bomb book came out? Yeah. 1969. Everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam. By 1989. Wait, what? Yep. I want to. Uh, Actually, Tony Heller talks about. Can we the investigate blue steam the blue steam one. Yeah. 1970. World will use up all its natural resources by 2000. 1970. Urban citizens will require gas masks by 1985. Oh, these are all 1970. Nitrogen buildup will make all land unusable. Decaying pollution will kill all the fish. Killer bees. Ice age by 2000. America subject to water rationing by 74 and food rationing by 1980. 1971, new ice age coming by 2020 or 2030. 1972, new ice age by 2070. Well, I don't use that's quite a difference. 1972, the oil will be depleted in 20 years. 1974, space satellites show new ice age coming fast. 1974, another ice age? 76. Scientific consensus, planet cooling, famines, famines, famines imminent. Famineism. 77, (laughs) Department of Energy says oil will peak in the 90s. 1978, no end in sight to 30-year cooling trend. 1980, acid rain kills life in lakes. 1980, peak oil in 2000. 88, temperatures in D.C. will hit record highs. 88, Maldive Islands will be underwater by 2018. They're not. They're close. No, they're not. They're to quit selling all that sand. 89, rising sea levels will obliterate nations if nothing done by 2000. 1989, New York City's West Side Highway underwater by 2019. It's not. 96, peak oil in 2020. 2000, children won't know what snow is. Uh, 2002 famine in 10 years if we don't give up eating fish meat and dairy same year peak oil in 2010 2004 britain will be siberia by 2024 2005 manhattan underwater by 2015 2006 super hurricanes 2008 arctic will be ice free by 2018 2008 climate genius al gore predicts ice free arctic by 2013 2009, climate genius Prince Charles says we have 96 months to save the world. 
2009, UK Prime Minister says 50 days to save the planet from catastrophe. That was 10 years ago. 2009, climate genius Al Gore moves 2013 prediction of ice-free Arctic to 2014. 2013, Arctic ice-free by 2015. 2014, only 500 days before climate chaos. 2019, hey Greta, we need you to convince them it's really going to happen this time. Greta? You think it's going to happen this time? No, that was the last, last post. But that's, again, this is why we're skeptical. Yes. Like, I mean, I can't vouch for all those headlines. I've, I've read enough of them myself through the research that we've done. I want to know more about this blue mist. Tony Heller talked about it on his last, on his last episode. Take a look. The scientists were, there, there was a great. Can't you give me a rundown? He, he did a great episode of The Big Shift. So mm-hmm. in the late 70s and the early 80s, it went from, this is when it went from freezing Ooh, to warming, warming yeah, right? Yeah. And the scientists back then in, in the end of the cooling scare, they were talking about how we could melt the poles to increase the heat. They were like literally thinking about, we don't know what it's going to do, but we could start melting the poles. Really? Yeah. That was probably not a good idea. Probably not. When are we going to figure out to stop? Like, why didn't they keep it cool? Why didn't they keep it freezing though? It would have been so much scarier if they would have said it's freezing. You think? Yeah. Because way more people die in the cold than the heat. I mean. Well, maybe that's why they switch it to warming because they're like, holy fuck, all these people are going to freeze. What do you mean? Well, I think it's going to get cold. I know that's what I mean, but that's what they should be scaring us on. They should have said CO2 is causing freezing. Maybe they don't want us panicking. It doesn't seem like it. I think they do want us panicking. I mean, or not that much panicking. They want us in the like, just the fear without panic stage. Disarray. Disarray without panic? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe. Sick bastards. Yeah, maybe. Sick fascists. I just don't trust him. I don't don't trust trust him as far as I can throw him. I don't trust any of them. I trust you. I trust you. All right. And I trust most of the people in the chats. (laughs) Most of them. There's a couple. There's a couple wild cards. (laughs) America.ca slash chats. America.ca slash support. Do all the stuff in the show notes. What else? Enjoy the chat. Yeah, send me emails. Grandmacrayamerica.com. Love hearing from people. If you guys think you can beat today's care package day, I challenge you to try and do it. It's a pretty great care package day over in D-Ron's world. I will be having a lovely remainder of my weekend. Uh, enjoy the chat with, uh, who is this guy? Ashley Veenstra. Ashley Veenstra. Sasquatch Whisper. Sasquatch Whisper. We got the Wonton Whisper. I'll be the Weed Whisper. All right, guys, enjoy the show.
right, we've got a special episode tonight in studio. We've got Ashley Veenstra with us. It's a rare opportunity, so it's nice to have you here. She is a farm girl who spent like 13 years in the fitness industry, and now she's uh, interested in Sasquatch. That's what we're going to be talking about a little bit. Tonight, she does expeditions in the wild, uh, tracking and outdoors type thing locally, kind of around the uh, the Rockies, I guess you could say. So welcome yeah. to the studio. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. You have to get right up in the mic there. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I think we should start probably, and I mean, just how, like, like you said before we started recording, like... You know, you've been in the fitness industry for like 13 years, and then you're mm-hmm. now you're leading these expeditions in the wild. You just went on one recently, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, we have like we have the mountains in our back door. Like an we hour do. away, we yeah. have these things. So you spend a lot of time in the mountains, and maybe how you got interested in like that whole shift mm-hmm. from fitness to that. Yeah, I spent uh, most of my life pretty much on the outdoors, just being raised on a farm, uh, just north of Airdrie with horses and mm-hmm. pretty much everything you think of. Um, however, I got into the in- fitness industry right after I graduated. So fitness shows after I had my son, Caden, he was, uh, two years old and started training com- very competitively for fitness. So 13 years I've been, um, doing, running my business as well as managing gyms and just, wow. yeah, doing competitive shows. So I've done up eight fitness shows now. I'm a pro and I do world. Wow. So, um, just recently I've kind of been asked, I've been doing more media work. Um, so I've been asked and to do some, uh, tracking out in the wild. So that's kind of what started this whole expedition, um, is I was fit. I was strong. I was good with media, um, and the outdoors. So there was, uh, some auditions obviously, and to see if I could (laughs) make or break some of these hikes, they're pretty, pretty intense hikes we go on. And I mean, you're spending like a week out in the middle of nowhere with no uh, cell phone service and just in a trailer, fire, like the old camping ways, right? Yeah. No electricity. So, um, I mean, there's not a lot of girls, I think, that would do that. However, they uh, made sure that, you know, Todd made sure applying for this, uh, that I was okay with that. So that's what started the, the tracking. So we were out in the back and tracking area where... There's Sasquatch, and that's what kind of started my whole uh, journey with them. Wow. Yeah. So did you have, yeah. were you interested before in that kind of um, stuff? Or I've always been interested in um, anything, I mean, that's foreign yeah. <laughs> and you want to learn about. Yeah. Um, I've wa- I watch numerous documentaries. That's kind of what I watch yeah. when I'm off. And Sasquatches has been something I have watched. Um, and so I always say, I don't, I never say I don't believe things. And I figure that out for my own myself and have my own opinions on it through watching. I mean, watching and educating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my theory on any topic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when I went out there, I wasn't expecting to have the results right away. Like I did have, but yeah, <laughs> I witnessed the Sasquatch within hours of me even being on, on the, uh, expedition my wow first one. Yeah. really wow i didn't yeah. tell that's this is awesome I how long ago was that. that so that was june the june of this june. year yeah so you go from like nothing to wow, sasquatch just sighting june like this year even. Months wow ago. that's yeah. crazy it was actually my first sighting when i first got there was probably the most incredible one wow because yeah. i when when did like somebody handed me your card yeah and uh that she said doesn't even seem like must have been close to that time even like maybe it was even it was, july or um, august or so I was, yeah, it was in May. Wow, I went, yeah. Or no, it was June. Yeah, it was June. Yeah. Because I was in the hair salon that yeah. exact month, and then you contacted me <laughs> yeah. in July. Oh, wow. So, which was funny, because I had that 
I had that um, sighting then, and it was just, it's just everything continued, just, yeah, yeah. continuous since then. However, um, so you gave me a call, I think the middle of July and yeah, yeah, yeah. around that then. So that so was so, it was all later. pretty fresh till. Wow. Yeah. So my relationship has definitely yeah. grown since yeah. then with the Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, the first, my first sighting was pretty incredible. I mean, I was pretty freaked out, obviously. Really? <laughs> the first time I had to witness the Sasquatch. Yeah. But, um, it's, it was pretty magical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was it yeah. like, was it literally scary or was it just like it was some more exciting? Yeah, it was it scary. scary. Yeah. 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 They're very spiritual beings. So if you're really a spiritual person, I mean, really in tune with your emotions and, and your energies, you will, you'll feel, yeah. <laughs> you'll feel a different kind of, I mean, not just big, scary, black beast, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole other realm of uh, yeah. <laughs> experience. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to maybe get yeah. into that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, take sure. us through it? Yeah. So when I got up there, um, Todd and I had done a few just expeditions around the lower mainland. So that was, you know, around Banff area as well as Golden. Um, just doing some tracking. We were, you know, kind of preparing me for up in Radium. Um, so I got there the first night and this camp was, the trailer was already set up there. So Todd went and met me down um, halfway in the mountain and we drove up. Um, when we first got there, we started a fire. So we were just, you know, standing around the fire and Todd was kind of telling some stories about some of his expeditions. Um, and when he was talking, I could hear the fire crackling. I could hear him talking. And then I could hear like this howling <laughs> noise. And I thought it was um, wolves howling. So I just had to stop him. I'm like, I'm sorry, but do you do you hear that? I said to Todd, like, there's something like howling. And here I am a little bit already freaked out that we're in the middle of like I'm talking in the middle of nowhere. But with a bunch um, of people you just met too. I mean, there's probably it's a bit of weirdness there. No, it's it was only, just the two it's of you. only me and Todd yeah. up there. Yeah. We were only up there for two nights just to see how it'd do up there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we had a TV show coming, uh, I think three weeks from then. Yeah. So we had to set up our camp and everything, right? So we're kind of preparing for that however we're up there um and i'm hearing this howling going on and i'm like okay this must be a bunch of wolves like i don't know what's up here so um yeah here's some hear this howling and it's like it, the howl sounded in between um like a gorilla call and like straight wolves howling. was it like that whoop whoop like that typical sasquatch kind of whoop it or? was like it was like the the whooping with the an actual howl. Right, right. But there was one howl on one side of the mountain. I call it, we've named the mountains now. It's one spirit mountain we've called. And the other mountain we call Sasquatch Mountain. And so there was a large male on the one and he was higher up. And the other calling, he was calling down to the other mountain, which was lower down. And I said it either sounded like a female or a, a young male or something is what we figured out in the end. But um, where, yeah, it was pretty weird. It was going on for, um, oh, for a while, like 10, 15 minutes, the mm. howling. Wow. Back and forth. So um, I was more freaked out of, you know, bears and cougars and everything's up yeah. there. Yeah. Um, however, I'm just like, oh dear, what am I getting myself into here? Yeah. <laughs> like, now we have Sasquatch calling out. <laughs> Because you could um, tell that it wasn't wolves, like you could tell that it wasn't. Yeah, like it was. It like I said, it was sounding yeah. between a gorilla 
and uh and a wolf yeah so i was just like oh and todd says oh todd's so experienced in yeah. in sasquatch so yeah. he's heard that before he says oh that's a sasquatch call i'm like oh wonderful they know i'm here now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he says it. it was the first time um, he's come out this summer. So he thinks that they were calling, oh. letting them know that Todd's there. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. and it's pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty cold still. Like it was yeah. the middle of June. Yeah. It was freezing. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what he thinks that they were just calling, just saying, Hey, there's people here and announcing that. Um. So I got kind of freaked out about that. <laughs> but then we, I decided to go to bed. So we went to bed about an hour later, probably. And I slept in the back of the trailer. So it's kind of important to know where we sleep in the trailer because that's the whole the whole summer. They're kind of around the trailer a lot. Um, so the back, we have two bunk beds in the back. And there's the windows in the beds. So the Sasquatch were continuously around the back of that trailer. And we've had, we have dents in the trailer. We have handprints we've had left in the trailer. Like they're just all around that trailer a lot when we're sleeping. Todd sleeps in the front of the trailer and there's windows around that side of the trailer as well. So there's no curtains on the windows. Um, so it's pretty much open for them just to literally peek inside and see us. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the other freaky thing too. Yes. And it's an older trailer, right? So we're in the, in the trailer and I'm going to bed on the bottom bunk and when I, you know, when I first noticed that my energy was really restless, I couldn't like just sleep. Yeah. So that was kind of, that was kind of weird to me, but I just thought, oh, you know, maybe I'm tired or whatever, having troubles resting my head. However, um, the Sasquatch, um, I did go to sleep and the Sasquatch, uh, which I figured out later on, cause I'd never seen one in my life, but Todd had told me how big that they can be the next day. Um, like was around the back of the trailer. So I was sleeping and made a yipping call. He went, ee, ee. and then he popped around the side of the trailer and immediately I just woke up. And then I just looked in my window and there was just like, boop, there was just this little what? face of a Sasquatch. No way. Yeah. And so Todd had to explain to me like that their heads can be long, their heads could be round, depends on the age, how tall they can be. So he kind of educated me on that. However, he was out sleeping because he had a cold. So he took some cough medicine. So I'm screaming in the trailer like, Todd, like, what the hell is in my freaking window here? Right. So I'm freaked out. I, I was underneath the blankets. So I went to go click my flashlight. When I clicked my flashlight, I see the thing looking in the trailer. And then it was like moved his heads from looking at my hand and me. Like you could see him staring here. She's just staring here now. You look for it because you went, moved your hand and he, and, he, hand. and he went to the, wow. Yeah. And so I'm like, holy shit. Like, I don't know if this thing's going to like blow through this window. Like, I don't know what it's going to do. Yeah, yeah. So I just freaked out and just sat there. When I sat there uh, under my sleeping bag, I was kind of pulling my sleeping bag <laughs> over my face and, um, and my heart was like pounding through my chest. Like I was like, you know, biggest adrenaline rush that you would get. It was yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden the adrenaline, when I just realized it was just standing there, just kind of went down. And I'm just like, I think this thing's just like, it's just staring there. It's going to do nothing. So we literally sat there for like a minute or two Yeah. in, in just stared in the trailer. Wow. Yeah. And then he was just gone. And then I had a feeling it was going to go look in Todd's window too. So it was so funny the next day when Todd got up, 
I was like yelling at him to not go out of the trailer because there's going to be footprints, there's going to be handprints, there's going to be something out there that I didn't want him to walk through. So um, he didn't believe me when I first told him that a Sasquatch popped in my window. <laughs> He's like looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, I'm literally telling you, I seen a Sasquatch, which I think is a Sasquatch in my window. Yeah. Right. I'm like, cause I'm thinking like a bear would be scratching at the window. A bear would be walking around the camp, you know, like sniffing for food, you know, like what would just stand and stare in the window for a minute or two. Yeah. And you can tell right? the face, like, like the face, it wasn't like an animal it was a, face. Yeah. Right? And like, just like, it's like they're, they're like beings, right? Like people tried to say that they're like animals or, um, you know, whatever, they, whatever they prime yeah. primates is yeah. a big one that people yeah. Yeah. talk about and relate them to. And they're, they're nothing of that kind. They're absolutely beings. Yeah. And I think that's what also calmed me when it was in the window was I was kind of like, okay, this is, uh, like they're more like humans. Yeah. Right. They like for it to be staring through the window and then all of a sudden staring at me, a bear would just be clobbering at the window. Yeah. Right. Or what, whatever bears would do sniffing around the trailer. And yeah. And, know, and that's what so. you hear with people that are trying to shoot it or about to shoot it. And yeah. they look at the thing in the eye and they realize like, it's not a monster. It's more human it's than more human, more human than, yeah. than animal kind of thing. And, and they, that's exactly And then they it. can't even pull the trigger or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've heard those stories too. And yeah. like, it's, it just has this like connection where it's more like us. So yeah. I, I think that's where my adrenaline, you know, if it was a bear, my adrenaline would have stayed high. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, okay, what the heck is this thing doing around my window? Yeah. Right. However, my adrenaline went up all the way and then just kind of just calmed all of a yeah. sudden. It was, it was kind of a strange, like first energy bumping. Yeah. Um. So that, that happened the first night. So when we went out the, when we went out of the trailer the next day, Todd said, holy crap, there's handprints on the trailer. There's Sasquatch. We fought, we found a Sasquatch footprint. We found handprints on the trailer. These big, massive <laughs> handprints on both windows. Like, it was peeking in. You and think it woke you up with the yippee? Like, do you think it meant to, like, yeah. go by and kind of yippee oh, up and wake you up and then... Yeah, and so this is something that continuously was happening. And um, the fact that it woke me up the first night, I think that they test boundaries mm. on your intelligence and your intuition. Um uh, with the species because some people would be dead dog asleep like i'm telling you a lot of nights todd was he's a pretty heavy sleeper he sleeps through some of this stuff i'm like how can't you hear some of this stuff yeah. that goes out there and he claims i have really good hearing and i'm like i don't even know these things are loud as heck sometimes yeah. right when yeah. they run and so i think it's um it's just they just t test your intuition too right with like can they hear this can they hear this? Because right. they try to be sneaky around yeah. you. Yeah. But they also like to test you yeah. on what you can hear, what you can feel, what, you know, they're more, you seem to be more connected to people that are spiritual. So um, that kind of, that whole area goes a long way too. But that was the first, that was the first night. So Todd said, you know, like, it's pretty special to see a Sasquatch coming out your first night. Like some people look their whole life, research yeah. these guys yeah. and they don't. Yeah, they that's don't amazing. ever encounter one. Yeah, I didn't even realize so, actually before we even got you on the show, I didn't even realize yeah. that you had that that first sighting. So oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. 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 It reminds me of Jason. Like yeah. Jason goes out and uh and with the trailer. He's had them around the trailer, like oh, yeah. pushing the trailer back and forth and oh yeah. And doing yeah. some crazy shit to the trailer. Yeah. And he he heard things inside the trailer even. Yeah. Like it's it's it was crazy. So that's probably yeah. them not wanting him there 
on their land. Wow. Yeah. Get lost. Yeah, you're causing problems. He's not going to want to hear that. No, he's going to give him some mushrooms. You throw some mushrooms. They'll they'll come around. Because they just feel like he's trespassing and then he's on their property. Wow. Yeah. So you have to be very, uh, very grateful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, like they're also very sensitive. You hear lots of stories about it too. But um, even in my case, to females and children. Um, and then people always said, why? But it's, you know, when they see men, like this is a mining, there's a mining area around where, where we are and logging area. So they see men ripping down forests. They see men mining and ripping down, you know, their, their mountains, um, you know, very destructive. Yeah, <laughs> They're very hard, you know, men are very big, yeah. strong men. And yeah. then you see females, they see females very delicate, caring, mm. right nurturing. So I think that there's, they, they kind of, uh, have a different kind of connection to women and to hmm. males. Interesting. Yeah. So what did Todd think the next day when you guys got out and you started finding those handprints and the footprints? Um, oh, we taped them up too. Yeah. yeah we yeah. taped them up and uh, we put a bag over the footprint, but we were the footprints, like they can be all different sizes. Mm-hmm. This one was um, a smaller one. So it was a young male. Yeah. And I mean, his head was rounder. So it's a young male and his height. We were trying to figure out the height, but, I mean, like that window is so low. Yeah, so they could they could be bending over or whatever. Crouching, yeah, he kind of yeah. moved into the window, right? Yeah. And or crouching, whatever. But yeah. um, later, I had another sighting where he was, and I mean, we have night mon- monoculars, so I could I would watch them all the time in the summer and on the night monoculars in the in the trees. But the one that I think um, follows me around, we call him Chester. <laughs> He's got a name. He's a brown Sasquatch. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> And, um, he, he's a, we think he's like young. We don't really know the ages on them or anything like that, but he's shorter. He's smaller. We think he's seven to eight feet tall. I know they can get up to 10 feet tall or taller. Yeah. Um, and they can be heavier, bigger builds, right? I mean, when they get bigger, their jaw lines build out. So their head kind of pops up more. Um, when they're younger, they're rounder heads. So he's still in the in-between stages, yeah, right? Yeah. And, um, I think that I have like a lot of energy, right? I'm, I'm pretty young at heart when I'm hiking around the mountain. I'm kind of, I'm pretty goofy, but, uh, I think they think I'm younger than I am. Mm. So Todd thinks that all the young ones are chasing me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, wonderful. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I know that we think they're young males. Yeah. Yep. So when you say uh, looking through monocular into the trees, you mean like mm-hmm. not up in the trees, but through the trees? Like you can see. Um, yeah, it depends like where a, they are, like standing in the trees. Um, they do climb trees. I've had them climb trees and stare into the trailer at me. Wow. Sleeping. And when the sun comes up in the morning, I, I kind of set my alarm to a certain time so I can see them in the daylight. Like it's six, seven in the morning where you can see, physically see them outside the trailer. Wow. And I've seen um, Chester, the brown one, was in the tree, and like he's seen me see him, and really? he hit the bottom. Really? Like I've when those guys go down trees, wow. they're fast. Yeah, yeah. And we tried to distance the tree. The tree was so far away. It was across the creek from our campsite, and the trees that we went over there, they were all bare, like no branches on them at all. So they just hang out in the bare tree, like just hugging onto it or whatever. Yeah, because they're the bottoms of their their hands are like um, their feet. Yeah. Right. So they can just grip onto them. Wow. Yeah. So when they just sit up there in a tree, (laughs) 
Yeah, mm. and I mean, with the market, we can see them doing it yeah. at nighttime. However, yeah. it's different when you see it during the daytime, yeah. when the sun's coming up, and you can see yeah. him physically there in the tree. Wow, it's, so it's pretty amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you guys you guys have that camping spot there, like yeah. when you went to that uh, that one recently, I think is that yeah. where you, is that where you went as yeah. well? Like I can't remember if September or whatever. It was, it when was it started it to was snow sep- there. I mean, it was the end probably of the September, weather. Yeah, of, it was actually really nice up top. Really? Yeah. And down below, and in. in uh, in the city in radium, it was really uh, cold. Yeah, like way, way worse weather. But um, no, that was a that was a good trip. It's it was really quiet up there, so the summer it gets all the hikers right, and uh, all the parks guys are up there, so it gets to be a little bit. Um, they hide a little bit more, right? And so it's it's pretty crazy yeah. in the fall. So you go up, like when you do your expedition, so you've got your home, is that like kind of your home base kind of thing? And then you do hikes from there? Yeah, we go all over. Yeah. Yeah. And we can camp all over too, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just the bears are pretty bad up there is our biggest concern. So um, we have to be, you know, bring bear spray and all yeah. that. They're pretty good bears in that area. But um, I mean, you never know. You just, just take one like for, bad apple. Just, exactly. <laughs> one and bad like, egg. like that one week I went, I seen yeah. seven bears. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> seven bears. Like one. Some days were two bears a day. Wow. Right. And so I was like, oh my god. Like grizzlies so, or brown or? Um, we seen every every. I seen one massive grizzly, and he did charge at us. Really? Yeah. It was the scariest thing ever. <laughs> I'd yeah. like to get some it's, Sasquatch yeah. fingerprints. That's crazy. Yeah. That, yeah maybe yeah. it's like it matches some liquor store robbery from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what happened so when the bear chased you? Like, that or, was super um, crazy. So Did you zigzag like they say this? No, we were actually walking down a trail and it went down to the creek. And then it was, our trail was going out of the creek. The bear was on the other side of the, well, it's the river and a creek kind yeah, of all yeah. kind of collides the river yeah. and the creek there. And um, I was going to stop to fill up my water bottle and something's just like, just keep going. Right. If I would have stopped to pick up, fill up my water bottle, we would have been eye to eye with that bear uh, down in the creek and he probably would have charged right at us. Wow. So the, the fact that I had higher ground because we were climbing out of that creek area and we seen the grizzly bear and she, we didn't even hear her. We didn't see her. And until she pumped, started pumping the ground and being like, she flew out of some trees and we were just like, where did this bear come from? How didn't we see her? Yeah. Like we're in an open, the most open area. And that was another reason why I tried to kind of scurry through there was because there was, it was an open area. And right. I thought, you know, we'd see something coming down, but she yeah. was coming the opposite way as us. Yeah. So she popped out of these big trees. So she was, I keep saying she, but I think she was a female. Um, she was just massive. She, she, and so she was coming down and then we were climbing, climbing up. Like the timing was just in seconds, right? And she just started pumping, the, hitting the ground at us. And I just locked, like we just locked eyes at her. And I, I jumped and Daniel jumped and we're like, holy. And, uh, and he, we just waved our hands and she ran the other way. Wow. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. And so we didn't even have to get anything else how, out, out to use. However, I was wondering if she was going to run around and start stalking us on the trail. I mean, it's like now we're three weeks away from them Our hibernating yeah. and she's packing on weight. So I'm like, okay, well let's, let's get going now. <laughs> like, wow. But see, it's interesting how you yeah. see seven bears in Sasquatch and you can tell the difference, right? I mean, yeah. It, oh, I, yeah. it drives me nuts yeah. when people think. You know, even no. Rogan, like, oh, the oh, bears, God, no. people can't. Come on. No. People can tell the difference between a bear and a Sasquatch. Yeah. Not no. all people. 
Come on. Well, everybody can. Yeah. Like Sasquatch are very tall. Like we see tons of black bears there. Yeah. And there, we always call them road bears. They're always on the road. I think yeah. the grizzlies push them out of the big mountains, but um, they're always along the road running around, chasing the deer, whatever they're doing. But they're so skittish of people. They run yeah. as soon as they see you, they run the second you drive by them. They're up, they're already up the mountain, you know, they're, yeah. they're very fast. Um, and the Sasquatch, the difference between Sasquatch and bears is you can hear a Sasquatch coming from a mile away. A bear, you could, they would sneak up right on you. Look, that grizzly bear was huge and we didn't hear it. We didn't see it. And he just popped out of those trees, yeah. you know? And even her like stomping the ground at us was like, you know, never want to piss off a Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> so did, did they you get mad? Do Sasquatches get mad? They can get very mad. Yes. Do you think they fight with bears? Uh, they would dominate bears. Yeah? Yeah. They're the um, the alpha in They the might forest. have, like, we'd have a pet dog. They might have a pet bear. Maybe they're getting yeah. the bear after you to get you out of there. Yeah, they're, the bears are definitely, definitely scared of them. The other thing is, the, like, we do think that they follow us around the mountain. So um, something inside me so was like, is there something behind me where the bear didn't chase me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Chase yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is there something behind You guys me? are waving your hands. Meanwhile, the Sasquatch <laughs> is going, stop it. <laughs> so um, that's another interesting thing that we'll never know, but they do follow yeah. us around the mountain. Mm. And you can hear them. You can hear them fumping around and they rock clack. They communicate with you, let, you, that let us know, because I have obviously developed a friendship with them. So they rock clack and... They knock trees and stuff too. Um, tree knocking. They or? mostly rock clack, yeah. but yeah. What What did you guys There's hear like when a, you went out that, that night? I just scared a cow. I scared a cow. <clears throat> I accidentally separated the one cow away from the herd, and it went running off into the woods. And then it was just like, No, I thought you heard a sound. You said you heard some weird sounds. Well, I heard. I thought it was a twig snapping. But oh. J- Jason gets excited. Jason gets excited. I love you, Jason. Oh, I love yeah. you, buddy, but you get a little excited out there. Because <laughs> I like her just like a branch. I was like, oh, what's that? Thinking like, you know, maybe it's an animal or something. But uh, Well, which it probably is. It, it probably is, is yeah. Twig snap, Jay got, Jay got, yeah. He texted me the next day. He's like, man, we should have just like reflected on that and meditated on it a little bit. And I was like, I was mostly just enjoying the snow and I heard a twig snap and I was mostly thinking like, Hey, I hope that's not a bear because yeah. I got some mushrooms in me and I don't know how fast I can run. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah. We heard when we were staying in that cabin, no, it wasn't really a cabin. It was a cookhouse or whatever in okay. a camp spot. And I heard in the middle of the night, I heard some banging, like some pretty loud banging, but like by the time you wake up and listening for it, then yeah. it wouldn't come again. And I was like, is that something, there's gotta be something out there. But Yeah so hard to know when you just wake up from a sound you know and but like that's a yeah i don't know listen to your intuition yeah that's the biggest lesson i learned this it's summer. hard when you're scared shitless like yeah like, what is that that's, exactly, know, like, that's like, exactly it <laughs> it's a bear yeah so do you so how do you learn so much about about them then from um, them directly like do you get yeah. like mind speak kind of thing or so the the biggest thing right um I was really scared for the first two months. Like I was almost going to fold in this research stuff. It scared me so much. Really? Um, Just because they were coming around so much. And then they, when I was sleeping, they were starting to tap into my energy, like dreams. Really? And it, there was another expeditioner who had this like, like nightmares. They try and scare you. And it, I don't know if it's, they want you on your, uh, off the mountain or 
um, I had contacted another lady who told me that they try to, um, uh, it's like ego. They try and drive your ego down and ground you more. I don't know. But anyways, I had a terrifying dream that a Sasquatch was dragging me through the top of my sleeping bag out of the trailer. And it felt extremely real. Eesh. Right. And I could feel the strength of it. And it was petrifying. So he had a dream that this is a whole other expedition that the Sasquatch actually reached in and was grabbing him through the window and pulling him through the window. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like I've, yeah, and I've heard of people having dreams after they see Sasquatches a lot. It's a, it's a common thing. Um, however, my dreams started to get, you know, like it started to revolve more about my life. So they're healers. So anything that, and I've, I've been going through a really long drawn out divorce. So, um, there's been lots of healing mm -hmm. going on this summer with me and, uh, they're healers and teachers and mm. they're told said to be top of the shamans. And I truly believe that now. Wow. Um, so yeah, I kind of, it, and they, sh there's a lot of things that have happened through my dreams where they show me things that, um, that they know, like I cut my finger one night by the fire. And then there was a dream when they were showing me a knife. Like they knew that I cut my finger. It was with my knife, my pocket knife. I was just cutting open a, a tea bag or something. So I don't even know what it was, a soup or something like that. And I cut my finger pretty bad. And uh, they had showed me that, you know, they knew I cut my finger in the dream. It was really weird. There was a lot of like just weird things like that where I was just like, I don't understand why I'm having these dreams. And then they were just trying to make me more intuitive and ground you. Yeah, it was just, it was weird. So I think they they were trying to get me to trust them and you know, we're not so scary, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of kind of um, different things going on that way. And then after I just got it out of my head that they weren't gonna, I really had a fear that they were gonna uh, steal me. <laughs> yeah. Steal me from the site and take me to the top of the mountain. I've been told that they do that to females, but I don't believe it. They're really respectful uh, beings. Um. However, that I had to, it took a few months for, for me to get that in my head because there were such large um, beings that I was really petrified yeah, of that. Yeah. And then once I built that trust up, I, that idea was gone. Then um, I just, yeah, it's been a little bit, I've been able to enjoy my time up there a bit better. So it shifted from yeah. like the scary dreams of getting dragged out of the trailer to like healing and- To healing. And uh, yeah. that's interesting. And I don't know if they do that um, to defend themselves because they think people are going to hurt them or what it is. Like, I don't, I don't really know what those dreams are about. Or it could be, um, again, testing boundaries and stuff. Maybe how you react like how, to it. How maybe, committed like, are you to you, being out here yeah, and getting yeah, to know us, right? Yeah. Um, I've, and Daniel had the same, the same dream as me. It was weird. And he was the one that returned back on that expedition with me hmm. um, on the end of September. And yeah, it was so they can probably sense your energy even or read yeah. your thoughts i mean if you're out there in the woods and you're, and you're an intelligent be being <laughs> and you're yeah. intelligent being like and you don't have yeah. all this technology all this distraction and like you say they're top of the shamans yeah. and maybe they could just sense it all yeah. right and just tap right in like you said exactly kind of like our psychics and shamans on yeah. down here like yeah. i believe we can all be like that if we practice yeah. and the lesson is is they live out in the wild they don't have fire yeah they're surviving they're this um, spiritual, we can be like that too. 
So I've learned a lot of um, spiritualism this summer. Jesus, been a, a crash lot. course in a lot of stuff for you yeah, over the last lot. few months. Yeah, just incredible amounts of work and just I've been up there. I just love it up there. It's it's like beautiful. It's heaven. I always say it's like just the most it's rivers and creeks and like it's like the most beautiful place that you could you could be. That's wow. where they live. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so how are, are they also communicating like t- telepathically to you or is it just through um, intuition I, and dreams no, and stuff? Like, I don't, I'm not very telepathic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's only dreams. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dreams. Yeah. I, I rate a lot of them down and try and figure them out what yeah. they mean. And, um, a lot of them has been like, you know, like just weird situations, like almost reliving it. And then just, you know, you're just closing the books on it and just in your past. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a, just a complete sense of healing for myself. And I think they're also trying to teach me. I'm supposed to also be a teacher. So have you, uh, different. have you experienced any lucid dreams with them at all? Like, have you no. ever had a lucid dream? Do you know what that is? Oh uh, no. Like if you're aware, like if you're in yeah. your dream, you're aware you're dreaming, you can start controlling it and yes. all that. Um, and it's helpful to like write them all aware. down and yeah, yeah. yeah, like you can say, Oh, oh dreams, I am dreaming. Like you wake yeah. up inside your dream and say, I'm dreaming. And then you can do yeah. whatever you want in there. Really? I mean, um, or you can just go with it. I mean, yeah, I know. I know. Um, I know what you mean. These dreams feel a lot more vivid than my regular dreams. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I'm more connected to myself yeah. or, or what, but they feel more, um, I guess I just feel more present. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, maybe that is maybe that is a lucid. I mean, I don't think lucid dreaming is always like people waking up in their dream and having to do something different. Like yeah. it could be just being more aware and just going with the dream. Yeah. Like a lot of times if I think you just have I'm to know lucid. you're dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. some people are really good at just but I think they're just more intuitive. Like my yeah. girlfriend's really spiritual yeah. and she's very aware in her dreams. Yeah. I a lot of a lot of my dreams freak out when I see things. Yeah. Like um that grizzly bear that was presented to me that day was um my totem animal, like my spirit spirit animal. And the Sasquatch I think were presenting it to me, which is a really strange thing. But I mean I seen six bears and then I wasn't cluing into it. And then I seen the seventh bear and it charged at me and then ran away. It didn't show its teeth or anything. It just charged at me. And then I was like, that was just weird. And it was my biggest fear. I said it um, out in the wild that I would have was <laughs> to run into a, a, a grizzly bear. Yeah. And yeah. it happened the last week I was out there. Yeah. Um, it also represents grizzly bear, like being welcomed into a big group or clan. And um, your spirit animal is also supposed to represent something that you're actually scared of. <laughs> wow. You overcome a lot of fears. So that was pretty much it for me. So I think there's a lot of lessons behind the grizzly bear totem for me. Um, so that was really unusual. <laughs> but, what about yeah. the no fire thing? Like, oh, the no fire that's thing. That's yeah. we were kind of chatting about before we started recording. Yeah. I'm wondering if Did I'm you know? so spiritually dense that this is why I don't remember my dreams. Yeah, because in your dreams, but then in my dream, I that night I asked. I asked out loud what the grizzly bear meant because it was just stuck. I was just stuck in my head and I knew it was supposed to mean like, I was like, where did that come from? Like, we didn't even see that bear. We see all the other bears like coming from some angle Mm -hmm. and we're out hiking and it's just dead quiet where we are. So it was just weird for me. And so I um, asked out loud 
And then that night I had a dream about a grizzly bear and two um, cubs with her grazing in a meadow. So it was at peace. And I think I was supposed to be the female grizzly bear. And my son is obviously, yeah, you know, one of the cubs. Yeah. And uh, uh, maybe I'm supposed to have another kid. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But um, yeah, I think that that, but in my dream, I was actually scared. I was like, oh my God, there's a bear. And uh, Caden was with me in that dream, which was the funny thing. And, uh, but yeah, like then I thought about it again. I'm like, I think that that's my spirit animal. They're trying to explain that to me. Tell me, without me freaking out. Well, maybe you got to lay yeah. off the weed a little bit. You'll dream more. They say, they say that. I mean, if you well, just was, take a week <laughs> off, take a week off and see what happens to your dream. Man. This was my assumption that it was the weed, but now yeah. I'm wondering if it's a lack of spirituality. I think yeah. I'm pretty spiritual, though. The other thing I... Kind of? Yeah. Like the well, other you've thing changed I quite a bit in the last couple of years, really. But. It's hard to be spiritual in the city because we're surrounded by so much. We call it the concrete jungle out here, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like out there where I'm surrounded by the four elements and the four elements is something that's supposed to be really... You're supposed to be more intuitive, more spiritual, more grounded. So we're right by the creek, which is water, wind, fire, air. Yeah. And, right. So yeah. it's like that's supposed to really uh, represent something. And it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But yet for Sasquatch fire is. It's sun. They reject it. But right? sun. Oh, yeah. Because sun. Sun, yeah, yeah. we're in the yeah. sun all day. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I do stand around the fire at nighttime every night and they're in the trees around me. Oh. So they're not necessarily by the fire, but they're around in the trees. But they, but so, they, but they. Did you say something like they rejected it though? They don't, they don't use fire Yeah, and they're told not to go. Like I've been, I've been told by others that they're not supposed to go close to fire. Right. People that also know Sasquatch and it's forbidden. Right. Um, I mean, once we ex like the native and, and the natives the know, natives. This, right. They know that this yeah. the Sasquatch and, but they, the natives went with fire. Obviously. Yeah. Well, it's cause we don't want Sasquatch roaming around, snatching up our women. <laughs> Well, they like the dark hair, dark eyed girls. <laughs> That's right. This is the way off. Yeah. So, um, but no, like, uh, f as soon as you, the natives say they accepted fire, right? There was, they were told there was going to be consequence as to that. And like, we now have technology, you know, I mean, it wasn't just survival. We're not just surviving right. anymore. Yeah. We've come to the point where technology's just taking over yeah. yeah and i mean the sasquatch are don't didn't accept fire and they are out there um surviving still yeah and they're more intuitive than us they're yeah. more spiritual yeah. there's things that they can do that we should be able to do i feel like like pop in and out of dimensions or? <laughs> i don't know if they could do that but who knows supposedly i mean you know people see them disappear right in front of them all the time yeah. and there's all those stories of you know you never yeah. know People yeah. that try and shoot them, and I mean, I don't know, maybe they're kid. There is a biolocation type thing. Yeah. I mean, you heard the monks and stuff done it. If they, yeah. they've meditated enough, there's humans that apparently can do stuff like that. Uh, yeah. You know, I've read, an, with enough I've read work, an article so. that they're connected with the star beings. So, yeah. um, I mean, if yeah. if you're spiritual, I feel like we could be connected with the star yeah. beings. Yeah, I feel like, um, <laughs> yeah, like technology is the only thing that's dividing us to be this spiritual. Yeah. It's just a distraction from what we can do. That yeah, seems like right? it. it's yeah. definitely a distraction. It's because we have no um technology working out there. 
When we have our cameras around our necks, the Sasquatch are very quiet in the trees. When we have our cameras off by the fire at night and it's dark, I mean, they're just wild around us. Wow. So we can hear them, um, see them in night vision binoculars and it's, uh, it's different. And I was always so boggled, like, why can't I see them during the day? They've got to be around. And it was the cameras. They can feel the vibration of the camera, the technology, and they just stay away because they know it's bad. That explains um, why they why they probably sense the trail cams and stuff too, right? Like oh, they, even yeah. if you just leave yep. cameras around. Because we left trail cams around the trailer where they're just nuts. And we could hear them all night. And we're like, oh, it's got to be good. And then we pull out the trail cam and it just, there's nothing on it. It goes off and then the Sasquatch is gone. And there's footage of a tree, <laughs> right? There's nothing there. Hmm. But like, yeah, they can definitely sense that stuff. They're not stupid. Yeah, I think they're way more intelligent than us. You know, like we're like, oh, and they can hear better and see better, right? But, you know, we hear a stick break and it's probably like so far away <laughs> yeah. that it's actually breaking, right? Because yeah. they're so strong. Yeah. Same thing with vision. Like the fact that- That guy's that up in the tree the looking tree at you from so far away, right? That I seen at nighttime. And then when I seen it in the morning, I'm like, that is so far away. And then when we went, like, it's across a whole river, you know, a creek, creek bed river. So it's like, we go over there and it's like, holy, like, these guys are, they can see that far. Like, I have to look in a, like a monocular to see that far. Yeah. So that's pretty, mm. pretty intense. So do you think there, there's an interdimensional, like, aspect to them possibly or... Like um, what about portals and like them shifting in and out or, or like, have you guys explored I've, or I've heard, heard about those I've kind of that. things? Um, <laughs> don't know how detailed to get some of this stuff, but yeah. I do believe in the portals. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you watch some of the Gaia videos, humans are using portals to go into the inner earth or to transport to other places. Um, um, I mean, if you're that spiritual, who knows? Where is yeah. Sasquatch not yeah. using that, right? Yeah. So Ooh, I want to meditate to the point I can teleport. Teleporting could come in handy. I'm telling you. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing is, you know, well, yeah, I, I think so. I think that they can do it, do it. But, um, yeah. It sounds like there's a message of like healing and love overall though. Right. Yeah. Really? Well, they really see what's going on. They, they know what's going on in their planet. The vibration is not very high right now in, in the earth. And there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of, I mean, wars with their with people and this and fighting and power, wars over power and money. And yeah. they're not stupid. Yeah. They know what's going on. They've, they were, apparently they've been here longer than we've been here. Yeah. Um, they survived some of the things that's happened in previous lifetimes. They know what's coming. Um, so they just want, I think they're trying to heal and teach us to help the vibration of our planet. So you think yeah. like, how, how much do you think your 13 years in like fitness, like hardcore fitness, right? Not yeah. just like, yeah. like all the self-discipline, all the health and wellness that you yeah. were exposed to. Like, do you think, yeah. I feel like that might've like primed you for this or brought you to yeah. a, new, a new perspective. I mean, like just um, to be yeah. healthy, like physically like that also, yeah. I think helps with, uh, it does. I mean, like, especially when definitely with mindset and yeah. if, if nothing else, yeah. so like doing yeah. all that exercise every day, quiets your mind or yeah. just the same as meditating or, well, um, 
the biggest thing is there's there's a few different worlds in the fitness industry. It's um it can be very materialistic, right? And it can also be like you really want to get to the bottom of health and wellness. Um, I've always coached my mind to be pretty. Um, I'm pretty spiritual. I've always been pretty spiritual. I've always done healing. I've always done reiki. Reiki. I have a shaman instructor. I have a life coach. I have coaches all over that help me with some of some of the stuff I work on just to be healthy. Yeah. Um. So I think that that that's what's led me to this is that part of my health and fitness. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I have my shaman I'm going to see on Sunday with my son. So she's, she's actually, um, helped me with a lot of, a lot of the communication gaps that I'm not getting with the Sasquatch that I'm trying to get. I feel like there's supposed to be something I do that helps the planet on, on the road I'm going now. I mean, you have to be physically fit is one thing. Yes. But I mean, mentally and spiritually, I think it's a whole other thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But there's that whole crossover. Like we talked about before we started recording too, like so many yeah. of the things that we talk about on this show and, yeah. and like whether, whether it's like task watch or spirituality or health yeah. and fitness and all, there's a lot of overlaps in the, what we have to discern as being helpful or healthy, yes. like yeah. being in the fitness industry too. And just having to realize yeah. like there's all these chemicals out there and bad foods mm-hmm. and like, and uh, yeah, you know, like, medication or what, like all these things that, yeah. that, uh, and I'm also very holistic. I don't like holistic. I don't really believe in um, the Western medicine. I only do like herbs and I only do like CBDs and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I only take vitamins I need to take when yeah, I know yeah, the vitamins to take yeah. when I need to take them. Yeah. Um, Was that hard though, being in that materialistic fitness it, industry? It is to go, hard. Like I could see yeah. how there would be a couple different paths, right? Yeah, it is really hard to be in that, in that world. Um, I actually try to deviate myself away from some of the materialistic, um, uh, I influence. guess, yeah, <laughs> influence and, uh, just kind of do my own thing and yeah. be my own person. Um, I mean, I always say there's never any right or wrong with fitness. It's just what works for that person. Yeah. I always try and also, uh, coach my clients that because a lot of people are saying this is right this is wrong this is right with different oh, yeah. coaches and it, it's, it's just ridiculous and how do you even keep up on the science behind it right you i know, think it's the, ridiculous because every body's different every person's yeah. different every illness is different yeah. every whatever you're you know yeah so i just think that you should the biggest thing i tell my clients is to keep things simple right exercise it doesn't have to be going to the gym it could be outside hiking it could be joining sports you know eat healthy don't go on a diet you know just eat healthy eat clean eat vegetables eat proteins eat you know it doesn't have to be meat if you don't want it to be meat like you know just like everyone's gonna have their different opinions but just keep things simple right like you know what you go to the grocery store it's overwhelming to go grocery shopping because our grocery stores are like a shopping mall we got stay in the whole like, center section of the thing. Exactly. And then, you know, when I go to the mountain, the mountains, it's like I could survive in the mountain without having to go to a grocery store. I could eat berries. I could eat the fish. I, you know, and like this is, this is limited. But people are like, oh, we don't have enough food out here. We have tons of food. <laughs> like, plus, do we need, we, like, you do, know what I mean? do you even like, need that much, like three meals a day, need, even? I mean, yeah. like, isn't there like, yeah. you know, the intermittent fasting and the snake diet or all these things mm-hmm. where people are just eating like snake one diet. meal a day, diet. just snake. one big exactly. meal a day. Like, oh, I could, I can, I'm all over the one meal a day. <laughs> the problem is then I get into the grazing till yeah. like bedtime and that's not a good habit. Well, that's, that's not the, <laughs> but you the point know, is you're, that's, you're just, just defeating the whole purpose of, the, I know. of that intermittent that's fast so you don't trigger your body by snacking on little things yeah. or, you know. Well, I really, like if you guys eat. think about it, like the Sasquatch can weigh over a thousand pounds. And these are, 
big guys, right? Are they herbivores? They eat, we predict they eat uh, a lot of leaves, vegetables, berries, rabbits, deers, oh, elk. So they do eat different, uh, they do eat yeah. rabbits, yeah. We actually think they herd. You said deer after rabbit, deer, yeah. okay. We actually think they herd their own deer around the mountains too. Wow, really? I've yeah. seen a video of a rabbit eating a rabbit and that yeah. shit ruined my whole paradigm. <laughs> oh my God. It's just awful. <laughs> but you know, when I was a paper boy back in the day. Yeah. <clears throat> This was like back. I've whenever. never heard a paperboy story from you. I was an excellent. I paperboy. never knew you were a know, paperboy. Between me and my cousin, God rest his soul, we had the whole town. So I had like the one half of the town, and he had the other half of the town, which is okay till one of us went on vacation, and then the other guy had to cover for him. So now you get to deliver the papers to the whole fucking town. Anyway, this is back in the day when everyone yeah. had the tube televisions. Oh, and I okay. used to always be able to tell if the TV was on when I was walking up to these houses because there was this weird, like, high pitched sort of humming sound. And I remember like even asking my friends, I was like, I can hear the TV. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? But I could always just like feel this. I could tell if the TV and every fucking time I'd yeah. go downstairs and the TV would be on Wow. or wherever I was, the TV yeah. would be on. And I was like this, and I could always sort of, I can't do it anymore in the new TVs. But no, well, maybe because yeah. you're also just surrounded it, by a it's constantly. The weed. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's the weed maybe too, it's right? Weed. You like the weed. You're dulling your senses. See, I cut back quite a bit think, after like, the listening DMT. Listening to your intuitions more, right? Like as a kid, I think children are more intuitive than adults. Oh, yeah. I think it's like, the voice in the head, yeah, which is the ego just comes in and yeah. steamrolls fucking everything. That's exactly what the, yeah, I think that's where the, like we were talking about the Sasquatch have those scary dreams and they try and chase your ego away to be able to start teaching you. Right? So we should like, do some DMT sessions up on the mountain and see what happens because then there'll be no egos around. There you go. <laughs> we'll be scared half to death when, when one pops up in your- uh... Oh, the Sasquatch just show up. They're like, we've been waiting. <laughs> you guys are cool. <laughs> yeah. That's it. The Bob Marley comes on. Yeah. Maybe not Bob Marley. Have you well, noticed? Maybe they'll sense your change, your shift in the attitudes of shooting. You know, like actually, you did change recently. I said I you don't want said... to shoot Sasquatch anymore. Wow! And when did oh, that you change? Would, you would never win. In I just, you know, <laughs> it doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Wow! Like this is a yeah. this is a if big I was going to eat if I was going to eat Sasquatch, I can't even... then maybe I could shoot it. But I'm not going to eat a Sasquatch. Oh, so I'll gosh. shoot a deer or something that I'm going to eat because I think that's okay. Yeah. I think I'd rather do that than eat cows. But I can't, I don't think I could just shoot a Sasquatch anymore. Was that from the DMT experience that changed? Or I, when think did it's, that change? I think it's just more of the whole love thing in general. You know, you can't, I can't preach that and want to shoot mm -hmm. a Bigfoot. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem authentic. Yeah. I don't Good know if you. I ever wanted to shoot the Bigfoot. Good I might've just you. been posturing. You might've just been going opposite to me yeah. as usual. Just fucking, yeah. with, just fucking with me. Yeah. Yeah. They're really fast. You wouldn't be able to. Yeah. The time you get your gun out and yeah. be gone. Yeah. You have to have it out all the time. People don't understand that, how yeah. fast they are. Like they're like a speed of light. So I wonder if I get to see a Bigfoot <laughs> now because I'm on the record saying I'm going to shoot a Bigfoot like hundreds of times. <laughs> it's going to so, come banging on your yeah, bedroom like, is this? No, they, no, no. They know your they vibration know? has changed. We all have our signature vibration that's changed. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're mm -hmm. more in the love vibration now. See, that's what they're trying to do. Get your vibration up. All right. I can dig it. Why oh, she has go. a nightmare tonight? Maybe it's a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. My first dream in three years is just a terrible nightmare. <laughs> Bunch of Bigfoots dragging me off to a cave. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm wondering if the Bigfoots are who gave us the plant medicine. 
Well, gee, oh, maybe, eh? Maybe they're the, yeah. I mean, there is world, like, they're all over the world, right? Maybe I mean, they're, they're the all shamans. Over, like, the these, you know, they're in all every over culture. The world. They're just different uh, sizes and colors. Just yeah. like, just like just our like races. People. Just like yeah. our races, yeah. There's no such thing as race. But more, or more so their climate. Oh, right? yeah. They yeah. adopt their climate, yeah. like the rocks, the trees, because yeah. they camouflage. The snow, the yeah. Yeah. yeti. Yeah. We have a pet yeti. Yeah. My son actually had uh, two dreams about the, there's a gray Sasquatch. We think it's a spiritual old one up in the mountains. Wow. And so that one actually reminds me of that. So, but he's had, he's quite connected with them as well. Wow. Through me. And he's been out there a few times. Really? Wow. So, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been eventful. So what, do you want to talk about any, uh, are you done for the year now? Are you going to go in the winter? Um, I'd like to go up again, but, um, it's like an hour back there, so the weather has to be good. The roads are yeah, rough. Yeah. I've literally got so many flat tires going up there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I used my mom's truck the last time, and it was like, it was brutal. Yeah. You have to have good tires. You get hit with a lot of rocks, too. The wind yeah. Chill, I, I got a massive And I think of the pressure going up there, because the altitude is so high. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's different. Mm. <laughs> When I was on my way you back, make from, sure that you got good tires. Yeah. Ooh, the altitude. The yeah. altitude. That's another reason you would be in good shape. Yeah, the altitude. It's yeah, it's amazing. You feel so cleansed, like when you come down. You really realize the city, like just, you know, really weighs down on you after yeah. a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. City. What were you saying? Caught in the grip of the city. <laughs> uh, I forget what I was going to say. Uh, what did I say? What What did I start with? I can't remember. I, I don't think it wasn't important. Yeah. Do they ever throw rocks yeah. at you? I always no. hear about the rock throwing. Yeah, that's no, there's a lot so of rocks on. The fun there is funny. They are pretty funny. Like I don't know. I'm sure if you guys have heard, they're kind of tricksters and they're they're <laughs> they get pretty crazy. Um, they throw a lot of things to like wake me up when I'm sleeping at the trailer. Branch tree branches, acorns. Um, they bang, they tap beside of the trailer a lot. Um, the whole back of the trailer is dented, like little dents from them throwing it, throwing acorns. Or, um, wow. uh, what do you call it? Pine cones. And I found a little pile one day of like just little tiny broken tree branches. And I'm like, what is that? That's like a pile of ammo they're there. Throwing they're, they're, <laughs> they've gathered it all there. Cause they try and keep me awake at night. Cause they're just wild beans, right? They're nocturnal. And they, and, uh, oh, so you figure they sleep through the day probably then? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They're up at nighttime. Oh. Yeah. They have like their teenagers. eyes, their eyes also glow. I'm sure yeah. you know that, right? Yeah. Their eyes glow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so I eventually worked it up to, um, you know, I was always been by the fire and having them come by the fire sit, you know, in the trees, but they're around me to going out to the woods dark at an, at night. That's what I did the last expedition Oh, and sitting with them and wow. having them come to me. Wow. So I could have them, you know, because the fire was the barrier between us. Right. Yeah. 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 So that was the next thing I did. And that was really interesting. Yeah. Tell us about that. That was like actually incredible. So I spoke with my Because it was kind of cold too though at that point. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Okay. I just dressed in some layers yeah, and I brought my, I brought a blanket out yeah. and I uh, sat kind of closer to the river because it's a little brighter by the river, the yeah. opening there. So. Was it um, full moon? It, that week was not a full moon. I've been out there a lot for the full moons, just randomly, and they are wild in the full moons. Well, easier to see. There, yeah, and here, 
Yeah. You can hear them running along the tree lines. And, um, but anyways, I sat out there and shut off my flashlight and you can hear them just running up real close along the r- riverbed. They run that path a lot. So they were running down and, you know, slowly coming up. I put, um, I you're by yourself. I was by myself. Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. I'm not really afraid of them at this point though, right? I've been still in the woods in the dark. Yeah. I mean, I'm just as scared of the woods. You know, I'm in more, the dark. I'm, I'm more afraid of like a bear yeah. or a mountain lion coming yeah. out. So I was always. <laughs> Yeah. With that, but when you can hear, when you can hear the Sasquatch, you feel safe. It's when you can't hear them that I feel a little nervous. Yeah. Um. So I was out there and uh, turn off my flashlight. And I also something I I've been doing for them is giving them gifts. And so so we come to your land, we bring gifts, kind of like the old native, the old native tobacco, bring yeah, tobacco, bring tobacco, yeah. bring food. We trade something. So I bring them. They really like um walnut chocolate wow <laughs> so i bring them little six pieces and they would be gone so they take them everywhere so what i did was i set up kind of a ritual circle of them around my blanket with six spots because i predict there's six of them around me at nighttime and set up a little i did napkins set up almonds because they really like nuts and then a chocolate a walnut chocolate piece each and i sat there how far away were those pieces and they were like right oh, yeah. off my blanket. So okay, I had a big okay, blanket yeah. just right off so there, So pretty right? close, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would go there, I would kind of talk to them and say, you know, oh, first, my that? first one was like who I was. I'm sure they know who I am. However, just like now we're directly having that connection and conversation, talking to them. And then um, I can hear them all running down from the tree line, right? However, I couldn't see them. So, um, it was really weird because it went, I did go really quiet all of a sudden. So it went from like, these guys sound like elephants when they run. I just want to make that clear. They're very loud when they run. So when they're coming down, um, all of a sudden it's like quiet and I'm kind of getting freaked out. Like, okay, like, are they just like going to pop out of somewhere? And like, you know what I mean? It's just so quiet. I can't hear them walking. I can't hear them running or anything moving in the rocks. Can't hear the rocks anymore. And then all of a sudden I just like could see like, it's kind of weird, but I could see like a, like a uh, invisible silhouette kind of like walking in front of me. Like the predator thing? Yeah. In a way? It's like, like so weird. And I'm like, okay, like am I starting to get too much fresh air out here? <laughs> so I leave my blanket because I'm kind of weirded out by this. I go back to the fire. I tell Daniel what I've seen. He's like, I've heard that. I've heard that yeah. people can see this. Yeah. I didn't know this. The, the, the I didn't, cloaked or something like yeah, that. Yeah, cloaked. I didn't know this. Okay. So I'm like, this is weird. And he's, I'm like, you're going to think I'm crazy when I tell you this. He says, no, that's like happened. I'm like, okay. So I, when I, I'm like, I'm going to wait. It was freezing this night, this, well, this one night. And so I waited by the fire a bit, warmed up, went back out. I looked on the napkins. There was some of the chocolates and almonds were missing from three or four of them. And then the other ones weren't, weren't touched yet. So I was like, okay, they're here. Okay. So this is saying, I'm marking that they're here. here. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started saying, I was, you know, getting a little braver saying like, come out and sit. I want you guys to come out and sit and sit around your spots, kind of like a circle. Cause they'd sit by me by the fire in a circle. So then I'm telling them to sit out in the woods with me. Right. And I have a gift for you. So 
I just see these silhouettes. Like I literally can see them. That that invisible silhouette again? Like yeah. a, like a, almost but like, like a, I can see now numerous like a, it was like a hazy kind of like uh, it's like the when you watch the Harry Potter movie where you can see like a little blur. Okay, it's like that, but okay. it's white. It's like lighter. It's like a white color. Okay, it's light. And um, then I could see branches kind of whipping, like just random ba- branches. Like if they hit a tree, and right in front of me, a rock flipped. There was nothing there. <laughs> I'm like, this is just getting weird. So I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So anyways, this happened. I left and went back three times. And the third time I went back, everything was gone off the napkins. Wow. Okay. So whatever was out there, Sasquatch, was eating off these napkins. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. But it wasn't like um, Daniel came out with me the next night. And the next night I'm like, I need, I want you to witness this and see what you see. Because this is crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? So then the next night he came out there and he's like, we saw, that was crazy. We sat down the first time and we came, went earlier and he, we saw three running in the trees. I'm all like, predator like, style? All predator style. Nice. Yeah. And it was like, I'm like, tell me you can see that. Right? He's like, one, two, three running in the trees. Wow. So yeah, they can... So when you asked them to come and sit with you, they didn't actually get to the point where they sat like, yeah, like right but, with the napkin, but, but they were in, they were around the, yeah, yeah. they're they coming in close, but not necessarily like okay. sitting right there. Yeah. They were. So we could see them walking and some would walk, some would sit, but then the, but then one came in physical form right there by the tree. Wow. And Daniel was so freaked out. He's like, this looks like a freaking Halloween costume staring at us. Like he got so weirded out. We had to like leave the trees leave the trees it was like dark they're so dark right the dark with the green eyes and he was peeping around the tree and i was telling him to come out from the tree because i just like want to see one physically yeah. like yeah. i've seen one physically but like i want him to come like yeah, yeah. touch my arm yeah. and like yeah interact interact yeah. right because yeah. this has been going on so um daniel daniel freaks out he's like this is just weird it's like something off of a out of a halloween horror movie like <laughs> But they, but they say that people are so scared of the way they look, and that's why I think they go in all, the, all these other forms, right? Like, or this visible form, or they hide in the trees, they keep their distance. You know, they bang on the trailer where you can't see them, and then they run and hide, right? Because it's a form of communication, but then you don't directly see them. Yeah, because they're they're scary, right? They're scary. Like, I was like, holy man! Like this thing peeping out, you this fluffy cheeks and like. You know, you could see him. Yeah. But then um, when we went out the third time, it was, it was like in his visible, you know, we couldn't see anything. There was nothing. No. Yeah. But you can see like, um, like if the trees are kind of hollow, they start to fill in, which is kind of, it's kind of sounds weird, but like they don't, they're, you can't just see through the trees like you could. It's like something's. Oh, something's filling. blocking it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of hard to yeah. explain. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then everything would be picked off the napkins, but I would usually put three things on the napkin, like almonds, mixed nuts, and then like a chocolate. And they would always eat the chocolate first. We did this for seven days. So they'd always eat the chocolate first, and then they would eat the nuts, and then I would come back the third time, and by the third time, everything was gone. Wow. So they'd pick like they were sitting like with you eating. You know, it was really weird. But they wouldn't eat in front of us. Like we couldn't sit there and see you know what I mean? See them disappear. See the food like literally disappear. Disappear. Yeah. Yeah. So I got told to do that from my shaman. 
and she's yeah it was it was incredible yeah so that was interesting because we're like if it was an animal coming up it would eat everything it would just be eat the napkins i'm sure too yeah Right. So that was really interesting. And it was, I think the why the reason why that one came in its physical form was to show that we are here. Yeah. Right. And then like the whipping of the trees, I, that tree, when it whipped, it scared me. I almost jumped up and ran out. Like it was. How, and how far away was the physical one with the green eyes? It was like from here to that Jersey right there. Oh, wow. Like it was right there. And it was a smaller one, like the skinny one that I see else. I think it was Chester. That was Chester. Yeah. Yeah. He was slender. I've seen him in the broad daylight too, like quite close, crossing a riverbank. Me and Daniel seen him, I think, three days before that. You know, he was trying to sneak sneak under the creek, under a tree, and I just looked, and I just seen his back, his hairy, light brown red back, and wow, scurrying out. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's like right there. <laughs> so what do you plan to do next, next year with this? And I mean, yeah. if you've got, I mean... You must be kind of excited to yeah. go back and continue this a little bit. Like if yeah. you've got that spot. And you guys got to bring some psychedelics out there. I'm telling you. No, I, mean, I think how why can we would be you sure? Wanna, why would you even want to do anything different than what she's doing? Because she's already built true. a rapport. Yeah. Like I just heard mad. somebody talking about Sasquatch like staying in the same location is very important in a way. Like people keep moving around and expecting it. I think they, like, they move around too. Yeah, like they'll, like they'll go, find they'll go you there. Like well, that's what the Indians do. That's like, what we used to do, right? It gets hot, we head south, or cold, yeah. we head south. That's why we just yeah. had the teepees, man. Throw yeah. that shit on your shoulder. <laughs> Away you go. Chase the yeah, weather. Exactly. How can we be sure it's not just Justin Trudeau in another one of his disguises? <laughs> oh dear that one was from the chats i, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't resist and then someone actually said like how do you know it's not oh my mom said that how do you know it's not someone running around in a suit in the in the woods i'm like well well that, that's a pretty that far-fetched should be, thing <laughs> that should be documented too yeah some right? people think that they think that they, oh yeah, my god are... these guys are so fast like you know what i mean there's mm. no a human would trip over the toes of a costume <laughs> be on their face or something <laughs> Like these guys, I can't explain how fast they are. Like in the, during the day when we were hiking once, we were waiting for, um, so this is when we went on expedition with Todd and Qatar. We were waiting for them, me and Daniel at the bottom. And we were like, oh, look, there they are. Whew. Uh, one Sasquatch runs, the other one runs. And we're like, whoa, where are they? <laughs> that is not a human, wow. whatever that was. Yeah. Like it's so, they're so fast. Yeah. Like the time that a person would start running the Sasquatch should already be like so many meters ahead of them, like just boom. And we're like, whoa. I said to Daniel, did you see that? Did you see that? And then he ran back for the third time, the one. It's like, holy crap. Hmm. And they were right, they were following Todd down. Todd was there. Oh, interesting. Right? They were yeah. following him down. So I was like, so are you going to do more expeditions in the summer then? Like next spring yeah. and summer? Or? Yeah, I'll do. You know, and I'll people do can go with you? Like, are you opening it? You open it yeah, up to people? And- I'll, um, it's a, it's, it's different up there, right? Like you, it takes a special person to be up there. I mean, it's like no service you're eating, you know, we prep stews and stuff yeah. like that to cook by the fire and certain meals. And we drink river water and we, we don't use any electric electricity other than fire up there, Yeah. but and flashlights. But, um, I mean, the hiking's pretty crazy. The wildlife's crazy. Like we had a bear come around our site to actually one night taught out to really shoo him away. Right. So like you have to be pretty gut, <laughs> have a lot yeah, of guts to be up yeah, there. Yeah. So, um, 
it just kind of depends. I mean, and then, and then you mix in Sasquatch into it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? we definitely had people so, that were interested when I posted it, uh, yeah. last time, just nobody could go at the last minute like that. Yeah. But, it was, I mean, it was really be, last yeah. minute. Yeah. yeah. And that expedition kind of was cause Daniel wanted to go out and we kind of just had a trailer yeah. and ready to go. And yeah, and we were gonna it was, go. that was that yeah. the one you told us about. Yeah. I had to pick up my kids at eight in the morning the next day. So I was like, oh, Ooh, no. that's a haul back from radio. I was even thinking yeah, like, we yeah. could go for the weekend, maybe like not the full week. That, that was weekend? actually, so I, yeah, that weekend was terrible weather. Yeah, like that's it, right. Like it we was... didn't get the bad weather as they did down below. However, it was still cold. Yeah. And then we started a lot of our research on Sunday night. Like we had yeah. fires every night. We could actually have fires every night up there, which was crazy. Yeah. But, um, our research really started on that Monday, yeah. like, you know, and then I just continued. I actually stayed an extra weekend. So I was out there for 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just because I was having a lot of success. Oh yeah. Going on. Oh yeah. Well, you want to leave. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. so what, and then what about any documentaries coming out or anything like that? That, um, uh, of Todd's or anything I like don't that, know. That oh, Do- Todd's working on um, Discovering Bigfoot 2. Right. So the Discovering Bigfoot 2, he's been working on for quite a while now, I think over a year. Yeah. year and a half um he's got lots of good pieces in there um yeah so it's just yeah it's just an ongoing thing for him yeah. yeah what's what's your goal like for um for yourself and and like do you feel like the need to bring actual evidence to people so many people yeah. still disbelieve and there's so many people that like I that do believe I there's a real actually, polarization but do you care about that even like pictures I, I and videos or actually yeah, yeah like at the beginning, I was unsure anything about the Sasquatch, and now I feel like they need to be um, just left alone. I feel very strongly about that. Um, oh, so you, so not I, so you don't really care yeah. about bringing evidence to people necessarily. No, it's like I whatever actually, you can interact them, interact yeah. them on your own, but to try and yeah. like just leave. I think as soon leave as them alone as far as that goes. Yeah, but, I think they want to be left alone. I think that's why they're not around cameras and people with cameras. Um, Todd has had a lot of rocks thrown at him from the Sasquatch, right? Because he does a lot of documenting with them. Um, so I think that there's a relationship uh, barrier there with those two because he's he wants to protect them, but he also wants to reveal them. I think the Sasquatch don't want that. Um, so there's kind of a gray area there. And I mean, the media wants to know if they exist or not. And and I don't. I just don't think it's important that we reveal them. You know, I think it's good that the public doesn't know that they are real or not real. That's interesting. It's yeah. left to be a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that that's... If for people that really want to know, they can find out themselves. Or yeah. if they, if not, then whatever. Like, you yeah. don't have to force so, belief down anybody. Exactly. Like, we were, when we did that Mysteries Decoded episode, I think it was good, really well done, because there was, you know, is it real? Is it not real? Right? So yeah. it's, le- it's kind of left a mystery. Yeah. Um, I thought that was actually really good the way that um, Star Entertainment did that episode with all the, we had lots of, um, you know, trackers in it. We had, you know, Todd in it. We had doctors in it and we had specialists, park specialists. Like we had lots of opinions. Um, So it's like, I think that's just how it should be left with them. Similar to when we go out looking for UFOs, we do the CE5 thing where we meditate and we see flashbulbs, we see craft flying through, but we don't, I'm not out there trying to capture it on camera because I don't want to ruin my experience with it, but also because you can't, what's it going to prove? Somebody can go, Oh, it's just, you can't prove a a photo or a video is real. You can only prove it's fake. So somebody will just say, Oh, it's just unknown or whatever. And all you're going to see is this little light in the camera. And it's not going to, so maybe, maybe they're even interacting more because we're not trying to, 
the well, video as soon about as it. I, I mean, put, that's interesting yeah. to think about. As soon as I put the camera down, I stopped. I stopped uh, trying to, you know, get footage. Is when the relationship really took off. Wow. So I just feel very strongly about, um, you know, life's about experiences. It's not really about documenting. Yeah. Right. Like it, it is like, I don't really care if people believe me or they don't yeah, believe exactly. me. Right. Like I know what's real. I know um, I'm experiencing life to a whole new, whole yeah, new limit, yeah, yeah. whole new limit. And there's a lot, we live in a planet with so much unknown. Like there's so much unknown. And it's like, I think that's the beautiful thing about planet earth is, you know, it's this never ending place of learning, yeah. right? Um, and everyone has all kinds of different experiences here. But I mean, get off the grid a little, get out of the city yeah. and really start to live. What do your fitness people think about that? Oh my gosh. I'm sure they fucking think it's just wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is this girl doing? Yeah. Sasquatch. Yeah. Right? This girl's going crazy from her divorce. <laughs> That'll happen. She's really finding herself. Yeah, yeah. She's really yeah. finding herself out the wild, with the wild <laughs> men out there. <laughs> I, I went the psychedelic road. Psychedelics, yeah. Bigfoot, whatever works. Yeah. yeah. It's all better than like a slow devolvement into alcoholism or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. That's, that's and it's like some you're people more, choose. Well, yeah, you're more grounded. You're learning. There's different dimensions out there. Yeah. Right? So whatever can open your mind up to it. Like, yeah, definitely. That careful works. what you wish for, though. Sasquatch yeah. might appear. <laughs> or drag you yeah. off to a cave. <laughs> drag you off to a cave. Yeah. Well, when yeah. they rescue you, yeah. we'll do another show. Yeah. And talk about the yeah, yeah. We yeah. should get you back again for sure. So, I mean, I didn't yeah. realize it's so fresh and it's uh, yeah, you're so new to this whole thing. So yeah, yeah. Like next spring or whenever you come back, and we'll we'll yeah. catch up with where you're at with everything. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. It'll be yeah, yeah next for summer sure. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? I don't really think so. No. Social media or website URLs or anything like that. Um, most people don't look in the show notes, so it's always better to say it. <laughs> don't tell Graham. We found yeah, out recently like I that have, I, I'm doing my following. My following is mostly fitness, but I'm starting to gear towards my own media and production stuff. Right. Um, some projects that I'm working on too, but mine's just my website's veenstarfitness.com, www. V-E-N-S-T-R-A, fitness.com. Yeah, veenstar. And then I A -R, got, um. A -R. AR. Is it Veen Star or Veen Star? Veen Star. Yeah. Veen okay. Star. Oh, yeah. And then I have um, just my Instagram. No, no, no. That, that, oh, her name, okay. Her name okay. Is, <laughs> Sorry, I thought your I spelled your Veenster, name. Your name is right? But you're, yeah, you're okay. Veen Star, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I changed it around. So I, thought my, I, I thought I messed up your name and I was <laughs> oh, just figuring no. it out at the end of the show. <laughs> no. no, no, no. My dad actually started a company and he liked Veen Star. Yeah. And so yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of, uh, stolen. Oh, cool. Him oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so it's all good. People are going to search. You could have ruined his SEO. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I'm like, I'm going to. Oh, he's Bigfoot people. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So sorry, what so, were you saying when we interrupted you there? Your oh, Instagram just my Instagram like is Veenstar1. Okay. Veenstar1. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, kind of working up some projects, some production people in Vancouver and just into regards of some work that I'm doing and, yeah, it's going to, it's going to talk about it or it's going to, well, I'm going to, uh, um, it's, it's going to be more fitness related as a TV show. We're going to kind of enter, um, it's kind of balancing fitness kind of, or, or I guess lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, what we were kind of discussing earlier. So, um, we're going to do five topics. It's going to be eating like nutrition. Yeah. It's going to be spiritualism, relationship, outdoors and, uh, exercise. Wow. So that we wanted awesome. Yeah. So we like like 
you know, I'm known in the fitness industry. However, it's like, how can you be healthy nowadays with the society that we have? And we're actually going to travel and, and, uh, kind of touch base on the five topics. Um, everywhere in the world is different, right? Like some are geared more towards spiritualism before exercise and nutrition, right? And others are vice versa. Like us, like, I mean, we eat terribly here and our spiritualism is like not even existent. So we're going to like, you know, go interview people and put together, you know, knowledge on all those five topics. And it's kind of- Wow, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff we talk about here, we've had some of the- like relationship yeah. uh, experts on the show as well, and and yeah. uh, of course spiritualism and yeah, because I mean it's all important, right? I think it's is our first thing that we focus on here over everything. So and that's, yeah, that's like my thing. <laughs> yeah, I, the way I look at it is the whole world is based up uh, based upon one on one relationships. Yeah. So we should probably figure that shit out. Exactly, we kill each other. I know, and it's it's getting to be a little bit uh, just just crazy, you know, social media and. And, uh, everything I just, yeah. So, um, we just want to have an open mind to it and maybe people like you can, you know, have people that are talking and colliding and, you know, someone's depressed for instance, or from something they're going through. Um, you know, we have a TV show, we have psychologists or ways that you can deal with depression. It might be an outlet for somebody, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of the main focus. And then to start traveling would be kind of cool to doing that into other countries. Um, yeah, the biggest thing is like I was mentioning is increasing our, um, our positive energy and love in the world. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> we, need, we need more of that. If so. I had a dollar for every show that ended like that, I'd have like 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Which at isn't least, bad out of 400, least, right? That's yeah. like, no, it's probably more like it's 40%. I'd say now. You think yeah. it's that many? Yeah. It's all comes back to love. We talk about it all it's the a time. a couple yeah. of fucking hippies. It's like, we yeah. just, we just sacrifice too much for it. Right. Yeah. Like. So I'm just going to keep it simple. Like being yeah. up in the mountaintops really opens your eyes up. Yeah, fantastic. To like what we're, you know, what life has become. Because yeah. I go back down into civilization. And it's like, you know, we don't really need phones. We don't need this. We don't need that. But, you know, your society kind of yeah. sucks you back into yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. but I mean, just keep things simple is the underlining answer yeah. to that. Well, Kiss. let us know when. Okay, let us know when that Scott comes out. Thing. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. 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 Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. But let us <laughs> yeah. know when that comes out. We'll talk about it on the show. We'll pump it or push it out for sure. you or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. We can even have you on for a little intro to describe it or whatever. Yeah, because like, yeah. we're planning to get it going. Yeah. I think next week I'm going to be in oh, Vancouver. Wow. wow, good. And um, we're going from there. Hopefully, we want the first episode going by January. Wow, that's great. The new year, and then from there we're going to travel. What's it called again? Uh, do you have a name? We don't not have sure. It, yeah. Not yet. Okay. We have yeah. a few names in mind, yeah. but we'll yeah. have to see. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. it'll, it'll be really good once we get it moving. I think it'll help a lot of people. And then I, the direction that we want it yeah. to go. Awesome. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's yeah. how you make the world a better place. Yeah. Exactly. Better humans. Yeah. And you get a better government and then Graham's happy because we have jobs. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's as good a spot to wrap it up. Yeah, thanks a lot. So. Yeah, fantastic. Great chat. Thanks, thanks yeah. for coming to the show, yeah, Ashley. Thanks for having me. <laughs> big thanks for coughing. Uh, big thanks to all the smart asses in the chat room with their smart ass comments. I will say that we did get more super chats than normal, <laughs> and I only had to mute one person. Oh wow! So that's a good week. The stream went out without a hitch. So that's good news too. 
grimerica.ca slash support. If you guys want to support the show, if you enjoy what we're doing here and you find you're getting a little value from the 390 episodes we provided to you for free without any commercials, go to grimerica.ca slash support. Sign up for a monthly today. Check out the show notes so that Graham doesn't do the show notes for nothing. <laughs> He's feeling a little down on the show notes, so let's perk him back up. Hit those show notes. <laughs> do all the links. Review the show. Do all that great stuff. Other than that, thanks for listening. Have some good vibes for your weekend. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> Season's greetings from the Grimerica Show podcast. Gather around the fireplace. Help yourself to some hot cocoa with the little marshmallows in it. Maybe have a candy cane or two, and maybe some cookies. It's so warm and jolly. Cry Merry Christmas. Podcasting from the igloo. Darren plays jingle bells on the didgeridoo. And over there, that's Graham crying tears of joy. As he listens in on the little drummer boy, I see you've acquainted yourself with D-Ron. Yeah, it's true, he puffs Christmas trees of medicinal. Wait a second, is that? Yeah, I think that's Sasquatch beneath the mistletoe. Get over here, Graham. Thank you for saving me and give me a kiss. And it looks like Napoleon Doom is decorating the room. With tinsels, ribbon, popcorn on strings, and poinsettias, they are in bloom. And you might ask, who's that in the green and red Lucian Libre mask? Why, of course, that's RPJ, Feliz Navidad. It's so warm and jolly. Cry Merry Christmas. Podcast in from the igloo. Darren plays jingle bells on the didgeridoo. And over there, that's Graham crying tears of joy. As he listens in on the little drummer boy. You'll get a warm and fuzzy feeling if you donate to the Grime America show. So get in the spirit, reach down in your pocket and make it rain. I mean, uh, let it snow, make it snow, let it snow, let it snow, make it snow. Donate to the show. Donate to the show. Donate to the show. It's so warm and jolly. Cry Merry Christmas. Podcasting from the igloo. There plays jingle bells on the didgeridoo. And over there, that's Graham crying tears of joy. As he listens in on the little drummer boy.
Maury had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's Thank you.